General Rowdy here today. We don't have Mike here, huh? but I do want to wa- welcome all of you to today's episode of F Reality, a show about geeks talking about nerdy VR stuff. And although, like I said, the biggest geek of them all is not present today, we still have a ton of stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking about the best deals in the Steam and in the Meta Summer Sale. We have a little bit of news on SideQuest, and we also find out if that Apple company is finally making a VR or a AR headset. Uh, also Meta, they came out with some new headsets once again, uh, and we have some updates about some PSVR games. A jam-packed show, as Mike would say, but first, let me introduce you. Here we go, guys. Are you guys ready? Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm not ready. Not ready. <laughs> to the rest of the present crew. First, it's a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire. However, little do the rebels know that the empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, is almost fully operational. With the construction being overseen by the only Sith Lord with an engineering degree. It's Lord Zimidi the Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where you're going with that. That video is so fucking weird. Um, yeah, Rowdy was making. Uh, th- hey, Rowdy, how you doing, Captain Rowdy? I don't know. I'm supposed to salute you now. I think General, <laughs> General Rowdy, General, yeah. General, with extra stars on each on each shoulder. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 can you imagine if I was building a Death Star? I don't think it would go very well. <laughs> Definitely, someone would end up with a laser in the wrong place um but yeah youtube is a weird beast i know nathan knows this probably better than any of us but um uh yeah that algorithm is really strange i I had a video where like i was trying to get my show ready almost ready terribly broken and it's been like pushing it like crazy and i'm like why like (laughs) you know it it, it must be Uh, because of like the the star wars hype you know like around obi-wan and then like you made a video like the death star is almost fully operational (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah mean, and then Meta is probably putting money in or something well. it's it's weird yeah it's yeah, strange yeah. but uh i don't know it, the been? funny thing is uh, good and i'm i'm not like i'm into star wars but i feel like i can't say that anymore because i haven't seen like anything in the last couple of years i haven't right, seen right. anything since the, the the two trilogies um at right. least not complete i tried a couple of films and stuff but no it's been good uh finally back streaming again uh i made a big mistake last weekend in that i was like oh i'm gonna do a um a nice long show and i was like i'm gonna go back and revisit wander and i was like wanderer must must be like yeah what three hours four hours or something so I was like i'll just do it all in one sitting and i tried <laughs> and uh, i found myself still streaming 12 hours and 40 minutes later having not yet finished the game so it turned out to be very much like a medal of honor uh that one in that i really liked it and the mm. intro was kind of rubbish. Like after an hour and a half, I was like, am I going to really hate this? Should I keep going? Um, and that 12 hours and 40 was after we'd done the intro on a previous show. So like, but like if you're into like time travel, room escape, different scenes, Nathan, I think you've played this one as well. Like uh, that game is a, a must play. Like it's really good. And it's surprising to come out of, it feels like, you know, double A VR. It's like something that I would recommend to someone if they played half-life alex and then said i want i want something else you know in vr and i'd be like if you like a little bit of puzzles in your adventure then (laughs) why not because it's not tough stuff it's not like mist or brain racking difficulty it's just it's a good quality adventure title and it's really high production right Yeah. yeah actually the intro feels like 
um like saints and sinners or something mm. like that like that that in like that kind of like uh, louisiana bayou um, yeah. but then yeah, i know what you mean. but then but then you get past this really janky part in the beginning and the game really starts to like open up and it's like whoa they really did a good job but like the the audio and the the environments the puzzles they're just like it's really good fun yeah so. you, you know you know what's the best about it is because every item in that game actually has a purpose well you know you played puzzle games in the past where suddenly developers started to figure out that they could just have items everywhere and they would just lay around and half of the time you couldn't do anything with them you could just like grab them they had no physics to them but here it's like every item you find you don't want to lose or throw out of the window because you might need it later and if you do you're kind of screwed yeah, I tried to throw some things out the windows. It, they don't, they don't stick on though. Oh, that <laughs> like, is the fun. thing, the thing that happens is, like, you get into the game and you're in an apartment. I'm not gonna spoil too much, but you're in an apartment area, which is like your central hub. Um, and then you've got all these places to store stuff, and it's like, unless you're like, I tend to be really like an archivist. Like, I put things in places that I know. But if you if you don't know where you put things, <clears throat> then you're screwed. So that's the thing, because the game remembers where you put stuff. So if you're just like, like most VR games, like, and I expect you to die, you go into and you're chucking stuff all over the place just because it's fun, right? To be an angry little kid in, in their pram chucking toys around. But uh, don't do that in Wanderer. But uh, <laughs> Wanderer is beautiful. Really good game. And I don't know. It's just like, it's an environment... I would play a Wanderer too. I haven't beaten it yet, but um, I, I can tell you right now, I would I would definitely play a Wanderer too. And it was the closest right. thing I'd say to, you know, that game from years ago, uh, The Invisible Hours. I would say that if you took like like a game like Half Life, Alex, Saints and Sinners, and blended it with like uh, The Invisible Hours, which is more like a dramatic play type experience, um, you get Wanderer. So it's a yeah, really nice fusion. One. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, still one of the best ones I've tried. I think like The Invisible Hours is just like. It's so different from what you usually have in there. So it's nice to see like they have like something in common. Did there. that in the end launch on Quest? I think so, right? Did it? On uh, Quest. No. No, Invisible no, Hours. No, Invisible it? Hours. Oh, if that was on Quest, that would be amazing. Okay. I'd love mm. I'd love that to come across. No. Hmm. I haven't seen it. Only if, on PlayStation if it hit and App PC Lab then. or something. Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation and PC. Hmm. Um both are both are good. So So they might that, be working on something it? new then. Well, um Who knows? So, so that that I don't know, but what no. I what I do know is uh, the the writer Rob Yescom, um, who did Farpoint and that like that that story with the the aim controller on PSVR, yeah, yeah. you know, it was kind of light, right? The story was kind of light, but there was a good story there. That and the Invisible Hours, like two pretty cool VR stories. Then the guy got picked up by Valve <clears throat> at, <throat> to write for them on games that they have yet to release. Um, and I believe they were VR projects that he was he was brought on for. So um, still waiting on that, you know. So I don't know if he had a thumbprint on on Alex, but uh, whatever they've, mm. they're brewing next. Like I think we forget to get excited about things because we know Valve, and it's like I can't really get excited for something that's like two to ten years from from me, right? <laughs> it's like what's it gonna be? So right, right, right. yeah, looking forward to it though. Nice, yeah. nice. I, w I wanted to give a quick shout out as well to uh, Swingle Studios. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, they're sending some squingle off and saying that we're looking super. So in this episode, it's not me who's doing the scenes. It's actually Zim who's back on track. Uh, he's actually <laughs> in full control of the scene. So if anything goes wrong, blame him. Hey, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny though that since Rowdy is hosted, we already got a donation way quicker than Mike. So maybe that has yeah. a, you know I, yeah, don't, I don't want to say too go. much, but uh, 
yeah, it's, it's what happens when you become a, a Twitch personality, right? You just got to stuff right. it right down the polka dot right. bra. That's it. That's what you do. What you Thanks, do. Squingle. All right. Ne- next up, to stop the Galactic Empire, the rebels have called up a familiar face. A clone of one of the most feared pilots in the galaxy. His many years of virtual training has honed his deadly skills even further. As a side effect, he did turn out to be a little bit blonder than the original, but he makes that up in sex appeal. It's VR's very own Han Solo. It's Nathy. Oh, Han Solo, okay. <laughs> I was like, he's going to pull a Jar Jar on me, but uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fine, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm not complaining. I was hoping round. you were going to wear your little leather jacket. Like, Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, good point. Maybe go and yeah. get it out, but uh, yeah. yeah. How, how you been, dude? How you been? I, I am I am doing uh, fine. I I haven't honestly played much uh, VR. Um, I did uh, recently. You know you know when you like out of ideas and you just make another top ten uh, video. That's <laughs> that's kind of my life. That's like my life in a nutshell right now. Like just top ten <laughs> right. stuff. But anyways, while doing uh, like these videos, the the cool part about it is like you get to know everything that is coming out again. You're like, okay, this is coming. That's coming. And one thing. And people keep forgetting about it. It's like the, one of the most underappreciated topics everywhere is that last year at, I think it was Connect. You, you remember at Connect, they only showed like Beat Saber had some new blades. And it was right. like this really short uh, moment of like a game showcase. I think Blade and Sorcery uh, just got like announced at that moment. That was the biggest thing. And the rest was all kind of forgettable. But the one thing that they said, and no one really paid attention to because it happened so quickly, was so we're working on five more games from Vertigo uh, and Deep Silver. So apparently, Vertigo games, you know, who we know from Arizona, from uh, After the Fall, etc., uh, etc., et they are working on a Deep Silver IP. So they took an IP from Deep Silver, I think, and mm-hmm. they are making a game out of it. Now, we have a few options here. We have Saints Row. I don't oh, think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be Saints Row uh, 2 or 3. I don't that think Meta is going to uh, appreciate that in any way. Maybe they're not, they're not, they're not big into long it's purple pro- objects. No, it's no? probably it's well, <laughs> well, you can ask Jason Rubin about that, right? He he worked with the company too back then. Um, right. but um that's a good point. Anyways, um, there are some other options too. We have Chivalry um metro uh, and dead island as well Um, some of these are deep uh, silver's own ips and others are because they have more because they're a developer Mm -hmm. and a publisher so there is a lot more to choose from Um, but these are like the 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 biggest ones like dead island has been like there was a new one coming out dead island 2 but it never happened Um, but i'm like curious what do you think they are working on could it be that they're using after the fall as a blueprint to make another shooter or are they going completely somewhere else? Do they go for chivalry or something where it's like a sword I, fighting I was, title? I was, thinking, I was thinking more in that direction because like in general, these titles have been fairly successful. If you think about, for example, like Blade and Sorcery uh, yeah. or like uh, those like more like Skyrim titles and stuff like that. You know, like there is there is potential, I think, in the VR scene. Well, the, the shooter market might be a little bit more oversaturated, uh, but like a title like that, I think that would work well. Like, uh, especially if it's multiplayer, you know, like people hacking away at each other with swords and bows and arrows. Yeah. I, I think I think that will work. Say, and we actually I, had like a similar kind of time. I forgot the name of it as well. 
Um, but there was like, because I know Josh Dobb played that a lot, like back in the day, where he like he bought like a green suit as well, oh. and was riding the horse and stuff. I remember it, the Battle um, Simulator one, right? Right, right. Was right. it called yeah, like right. Va- so Valiant or something? Was that the name? Yeah, it was. I, I forgot the name of it. I forgot the name. Maybe the chat. Yeah, it's like, it has like really good horse uh, play as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horse play. Like something in that. <laughs> yeah. In that direction would be would be maybe neat to see. True. Yeah, I, I, that, I would welcome that. I think the more obvious choice is probably the Metro franchise, uh, and and maybe just just because at the moment that they probably were you know in the boardroom or whatever thinking which one are we going to go for, after the fall wasn't out yet, so that kind of snowy Soviet you know veneer would have been pretty cool. I mean, there was still mm. like Into the Radius and Beta back then, but. Um, I think it would have seemed like a gap in the market to them. Uh, and that's why I would bet on Metro. Now, I agree with Rowdy in that it would be great to see chivalry done in VR. And like, uh, I would just love to see weaponry done right in person. Right, yeah. With the weighting, like what you had in Saints and Sinners, right? With the weight of the weapons that they carry to be mm-hmm. able to fight in combat one-to-one. That'd be really cool. We've seen a few games try to do that, but we haven't really seen a you know, successful game with... Single well, and multiplayer, you know, like, pull that off. Overall, mm. Vertigo has only really made uh, like multiplayer stuff. Of course, like Arizona started off single, and then they added yep. co-op to it. But overall, if you look at their uh, library, their lineup, they always kind of wanted to go for the social aspect of it. But um, yeah, it's just interesting to like. It's it's been very quiet around them. Also, other companies. If you look at what they're making, they all kind of make smaller scoped stuff. And meanwhile, they're working on something way bigger, way more serious. Uh, and yeah, Vertigo is definitely one of those that I'm curious about. It's just everyone forgot about it. That, that, that again, like points towards bad marketing where you make such a big announcement. It's actually bigger than Blade and Sorcery launching, bigger than some, some new Blades in Beat Saber. But a freaking like Deep Silver IP that Vertigo is working on. And I think that's great that yeah. they just lend out their IPs instead of, oh, hey, we never made a VR game for Let's give this a try ourselves, you know? Uh, I think this is a good combo. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. Um, maybe the chat can let us know what they play as well. In the meantime, I'll maybe go over what I did in the past, well, four weeks since we, we missed an episode. Oh, right? Jesus, so yes. The, re- the reason why was the, that, that I wasn't there last, last time was because I was in London for a conference. But uh, the thing I actually wanted to highlight was that um, there, there's a new show on Netflix. It's called uh, The Future Of. And uh, it's like a, a couple of episodes where they talk about like several technologies that, that they want to investigate. They had like the future of gardening, the future of plants or something like that, where they <laughs> go, they go really overboard with it. Like, you know, like I, I didn't really like it. Let me start off with that. But they had an episode that was called the future of gaming. And the, I, I was expecting because also in the, in the thumbnail that they had, there was going to be a lot of attention for VR gaming, you know, virtual reality, since I, and I think most of us at least agree that there is a future in gaming that is, you know, for VR. Um, but they actually mentioned virtual reality like in the in the beginning intro, the first like 20 seconds. And they only said something like, you know, VR is great. You can go like, but you're still limited to your space and you bump into walls. A lot. <laughs> that was basically the only, the only thing that they really mentioned. Amazing. And wow. I was like, they, they've never heard of like, you know, the, the spy spy, uh, spy, space pirate trainer guys who built, built this like 
giant like massive arena or you're going outdoors playing vr and like uh, they, they, nothing of that was ever mentioned and then they went full on the only thing they mentioned in the entire episode was uh, ar so <laughs> the future of of gaming is ai gaming for them was only ar and then the application they showed because I, I think i turned it off after like 15 minutes because <laughs> a bit like it was like like these like point and click shooters basically like for example you can now like in the supermarket kill aliens and score points and i'm like yay i don't want to do that like, <laughs> hey, i'm boring. shopping for my oatmeal yeah. and this, this huge gonna... this huge part of like niantic and the pokemon go experience and like you know how that revolutionized the entire gaming thing and and i'm, I'm very much focused on mobile gaming mobile games mobile well I, I mean, I wanted to ask you guys maybe your opinion on that. Although I do see a big future for AR gaming, I still think that you know, considering how big the gaming industry is, that people still want something that is very high fidelity, high quality, very immersive, uh, rather than just an overlay on the actual world. Uh, well, how do you guys see that? Hmm. That's a, I have a really strong opinion on this because uh, initially when I got into VR and it's been like eight years now, um, I I thought for sure replacing your reality with another reality was kind of the the de facto standard for gaming. Like that that's where we were going. You know, holodeck is the the, the kind of end state. Um, but as as somebody who's like busy throughout their day, you know, another I don't know twelve hours a day not doing fun stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, AR presents an opportunity for like gamifying life, um, right. and so right. although. You know, for the experiences we were just talking about, going to space, becoming a Western, time travel, whatever, that might, VR is, is for that. But what right. if you had, you know, a companion, a buddy who was hanging out with you even all through the day when you were working, who wasn't really there um, or found some way to kind of gamify your everyday experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there is going to be an interesting, like, new Wild West in AR right. and gaming. Um but to date, the only AR game that I've really found compelling, um, and, and, I, and I'm not like shunning Pokemon Go. I loved Pokemon Go. It drove me to buy a new phone at the time and went out and saw my local neighborhood. And man, I squeezed, I squeezed that sponge until it was dry. Like, I love that game. Um, but even if I had AR glasses that were form-fitting, cool-looking, and could run all day... I don't think I'd be out playing a Pokemon Go AR. I, I think what I, right. you know, what I'm looking forward to is 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 really the VR experiences. They're going to be heavy hitters. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so I think I'm, I'm very much on the same on the same kind of like path as you. Like I see I see those two technologies as very different. Like I don't see like AR as like the thing to go to for gaming alone. And I don't see VR the only thing to go to for like more like productivity or like more like overlay or like something like that. I see them as very different experiences. Like, for example, I don't think like gaming in general has replaced board games, for example. You know, like I I see Uh those kind of two things as completely different, even though they're both games that you play. And I kind of see VR and AR in that same kind of aspect as well, that even though you wear something, you wear glasses, I see an AR experience. I mean, now it kind of sucks. Like, I think everyone agrees that there's not a lot of cool stuff in AR out there. Um, But I mean, when we get to that point, I think it will be awesome. But I think it will be very different from VR. Yeah. Um, I think there's enough place for like two markets like that. I wanted to, when I, when, I, when we were talking, I, it it reminded me of a game that I absolutely love, and I lost when I changed from Apple to Android, and I wanted to just kind of give it a shout out, which is called Smash Tanks. 
So if anyone's got a family or dorm friends or something, it's a 3v3 tank game that you scale the battlefield. Right. Like it can be your yard size or it can be a table <laughs> indoors. And so for people who've really like wanted to play an AR game, what you do is you you get your three tanks and they're like little cartoony characters um, and you like pull back on the tank to kind of aim and then fire a cannon. And you've got these toppleable buildings between you and the enemy team. It is brilliant. And you can actually connect like multiple tablets or phones or whatever. So looking at it from different angles of the battlefield, you can walk around it. That's the only AR game that I've really wow. fallen in love with and come back to again and again and again. Right, right, right. So I that do recommend. Cool. It's on the iOS cool. platform. It's called uh, Smash Tanks. Right, so. right. All right. What about the uh, the chat? What has the chat been up to? Yes, good one. This so past, This past month. <laughs> I've got to read the whole month there for you. Uh, <laughs> the hey, whole uh, month. Give me a moment. Um, one hour <laughs> cool um so first of all we have vr vr ricken vr chicken i'm still not sure what was <laughs> <that guy. laughs> yeah um so he says i've been getting back into skyrim vr i finally got mods to work and it just uh, makes me want a bethesda game that's properly properly designed for vr but i don't think that will be starfield uh, no Oh. I, I don't I think, think so. so well, four packs and maybe some uh, modder, uh, mods mm -hmm. can kind of, you know, make some magic PD happen again. PD will figure it out. Yeah, PD, PD will. will figure it out. Um, <laughs> then we have uh, Roar, uh, and he says, me too. I've been testing uh, uh, Skyrim Dragonborn Speaks, uh, allowing you to, well, do ah, spells right. with your, um, well, mouth. Everyone is playing. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Zim, can you do some impressions of your... Because you're playing it all the time. You know all the spells. Can you do some yeah, impressions? On, some some wizardry? <laughs> God. Put I, him on the I, spot, Nathy. I, I don't I think like I... It. I, have no, I have no idea. I can't... I'm the I host. I, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. That was his magic spell. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that, that's my Fusero time. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I do have my helm here, but if I put it on... Every time I put it on, something breaks. So... Um, <laughs> Okay. Meanwhile, I'll, I'll uh, you know highlight a few more. So we have uh, a GT GT. So that's ba basically gamer tag, but then twice a clone um, <laughs> who played some iRacing and also Skyrim VR. Zim, everyone Ooh, is playing Skyrim right now. Maybe it's because it's in the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah, that yeah, I, that, you could be right about that. Yeah. Oh, so Zim is wearing his. Uh, Dragonborn helmet, you know, the one that you see on the famous posters. Uh, it's made out of flex tape or something, but it looks great for sure. It doesn't. This does not work. This configuration is not working at all. I should have just brought, I should have done what I initially uh, wanted to do, which was just suit up Mr. Mike into that. So he's uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a quick cameo. But yeah, no. The, I You know, chat was talking about Starfield. Like that is such a major unveiling um, to have like finally see gameplay and stuff from that. And I, I yeah. threw a little bit up. It, it it looks a lot like No Man's Sky, um, but yeah. it does have kind of a flavor of that Skyrim and Fallout 4 universe, which you'd expect from a Bethesda title. Yeah. Um, but I am a little bit sad that at the moment there's no inkling of that universe coming to VR, you know, with buildable ships and stuff like that. But I really, I think they're going to skip it. I, I really <laughs> kind of got that feeling that they're, they're not going to do that one in VR. Um, no. Shame, but hey, we're waiting. Waiting, waiting, waiting for the next Elder Scrolls. So true. Uh, so everyone is playing Skyrim. Right now. I'm not kidding. Like I didn't make this up. Like the chat was like, oh, I played Skyrim. I played Skyrim. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, one more though. We have Arcanian who finished puzzling places. 
and went to Ravenholm uh, in the Half-Life 2 VR mod. Ah, nice. You know, Ravenholm, it's like vacation destination yeah, number yeah. one for a lot of uh, geeks <laughs> out there. That place is that place is still in my nightmares, man. Uh, Ravenholm is like the the sounds. That's where the Mike actually. So if you wonder where Mike went, Mike went to Ravenholm with his uh, wife. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to, on holiday. Right now. It's cheap, you know, cheap tickets. So <laughs> the rooms are so cheap. Yeah. Cheap beer. <laughs> okay, so there you go, Rowdy. Those are the the highlights. Nice. Thanks. Thanks. All right. So uh, we can jump in some a little bit of a quick news. Uh, first up, uh, Meta Horizon is apparently now available in the UK as well. So the one episode where we actually need Mike to try something out for us, because <laughs> he's the only one who's still in the UK. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, if, if there's anyone uh, in the uh, UK, uh, like you know. Wait, you were you went to the freaking UK and you didn't play it for us. Yeah, I I didn't really bring a quest uh, to a conference. Isn't there. that why you went there to try it out <laughs> yeah, for the show? We had you on the ground as a reporter and you had one job and you didn't play it. Like a wine connoisseur, he's got to try Horizon in Canada and then fly and try yeah, it in and London then, and then compare it. And then compare it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's coming to more European countries in the summer as well. However, I was wondering, how about like Germany? <laughs> like since they, they can't even sell the Quest there, right? So I'm, I'm thinking that none of the stuff will, will actually happen in that country. Yeah, That's very I, don't, doubtful. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, the next up was uh, Engage XR. Uh, was a quick update about that as well because they actually managed to unveil a fully featured corporate metaverse that they called uh, Link. So it's a professional metaverse with uh, persistent virtual worlds for employees, students, and individuals. So they have a central plaza uh, where you can take different portals to the so-called uh, meta world, as they name it. Uh, they also have an enterprise plaza for more business users. They have an educational plaza for uh, students. And an apartment plaza was also highlighted in the video, uh, which has a configurable personal space in a virtual penthouse. And everyone can own uh, the penthouse on top of, of the building, which is kind of awesome. Uh, so Engage is a, is a platform that is accessible via Steam VR headsets, MetaQuest 2, a Pico headset, Vive Focus Plus, uh, in addition to desktop and mobile devices. And they have also different pricing options for both professional and individual users, including uh, a free option. Okay. Um, I know that option. we, right, yeah. Uh, although like the, um, the the paid options are actually fairly, unless you go like like the high tiers, like you need to get a quote from them. Uh, but the actually paid options are fairly reasonable as well, considering like, you know, the platform that you that you got in the building access tools that you get as well. Huh. Uh, so yeah, it's actually like fairly, fairly nice to see that. I know that we once jumped into Engage back in like the early days when <laughs> wow. they introduced it to us. Do you remember that? that yeah, we problem? went we went to the moon on a couch. Yeah, it was amazing. We 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 went to an auditorium, and uh, I th I think uh, Chris showed us like a like a dinosaur there that like jumped. Yeah, out. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it yeah, was yeah. awesome. Like we went on the water, we went to the moon. Like um, I think in terms of like I, I like seeing that that there's like companies working a bit more on that like educational professional aspect uh, because within my work, my actual work, I see like a lot of interest in that actually appearing as well. More like the educational side, the VR simulation, and trying to actually like really educate people and, and training groups and training sessions. Uh, so I think that there's a, it's great to see that like also like popping off, especially considering the, mm -hmm. the, the funding that they have recently received as well. Uh, they've actually been, uh, been uh, 
but raking it up. But you guys, um, like, you, you look at their kind of corporate metaverse, and it, it's kind of exactly what I would expect a corporate metaverse to look like. You know, like mm-hmm. trimmed bushes, little garden here, path walkway. It kind of looks like a university campus, basically. Right, and, right. And, I like, there's something in me that feels like that's um, – I feel like that's an aged um, – like uh, archetype or, or, or map for how you're going to get around in a virtual space. Like I really don't think after my time in VR, I, I really don't think it's going to be like physically laid out. Now I'm not talking like non-Euclidean geometry and in, in that you turn around a hall three times and now you're magically to your destination, like mm-hmm. some kind of weird corporate metaverse fast travel. But I, I, I do expect it to be something f- like more present, easier to access to get at. Like, Kind of like Minority Report where you had all those different screens, right? Like you're able to mm. jump in and out. We had very early on, um, you know, social VR back in the very early days of things like VR Chat and, and Janus VR, like a portal system, like very heavily into portals. But those are portals mm. between basically little physical bubbles, right? Little worlds. Mm. And right. I'm still waiting for that to get revolutionized because yeah. I, I don't think that's it. I think the internet, yeah. which is you know obviously flat, but you can have like 16 tabs open and you can jump from from content to content, like I'm expecting something like that to interleave with three-dimensional space. And we haven't mm-hmm. been seeing it yet. Oh, the thing is, they do have in their, in their apartment, in the penthouse, you do have like a, like a portal switcher as well. So you can like, uh, they have like a specific room where you can like load mm-hmm. up your favorite portals, I think. Uh, and then you can immediately access them through there. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to physically, I think, go through like that central plaza in order to access the different kind uh, of yeah. places. You can yeah, actually but do that directly from your apartment. Doesn't that like portal system feel like it's a halfway house or, the, you know, at the moment, do you know what I mean by that? It's like, I feel like we're going to get, like you either walk the whole distance mm-hmm. or you take a portal or what's that, <laughs> what's that option C? And I feel like option C is just tickling out there and we just haven't stumbled I, upon I think, it yet. I think my coolest option would be like more like that holodeck where it like forms around you like so you have like a tablet or something you fill something in and then like yeah, the lab like, like with the lab where you where you grab like the bubble and you put it on your face right. and then you're but they somebody... kind of show that as well in that video like towards the ending uh where you see i think chris see uh, i think he's on a like it kind of like he, he chooses something and like the environment changes he's on this beach and like this parrot like flies over his head so i think that feels a bit more natural in terms of like what zim was explaining of like you know going to a different scene rather than like you yeah. know, visiting a central plaza or visiting going through a portal yeah but like you know picking something and then the environment like shapes around you so i when he enters I, you can see it now in the video as well when he enters mm-hmm. like that holodeck i think that is a pretty a pretty new way of doing things like uh, where you actually load up the environment and it like shapes around you i think that is pretty awesome yeah, very tricky. Very tricky. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll still go with the Vive first because they have uh, wine tasting portals. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Do we have any more details on that? The Vive first because it's. I, I'm worried. I'm really worried for Vive. Um, I am not worried. Heard... Any, I am not worried anymore. I actually stopped worrying. There's not nothing to worry <laughs> the, about anymore. The point past that. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the point. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, it took a few years, but here we are. Yeah. Wow. All right, then the next bit of news is the Steam Summer Sale. So there's currently a Steam Summer Sale going on up until July 7th with some big, 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 big discounts on VR games. Uh, and the big virtual fish out there is probably Half-Life Alex. It's now, mm. <laughs> oh my day, I, I wrote a joke down. It's now available for half price and it's named Half Price Alex. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Oh, that's brilliant, oh, man. man. That's brilliant. Oh, I, I tried to give it straight, but it just wouldn't work. Half price, Alex. Oh, I saw that joke. I was already laughing before I started. Anyway, half price, Alex, is available for $29.99. Uh, also, there are some others, uh, like The Forest for $4.99, uh, which is uh, pretty much, I mean, it's an older title. It's not full, full VR, but okay. It's, it's in there. Payday 2. For 0 0.99, so for one one dollar. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad. That's a really good title well, it's, to it's, pick it's up it's for really friends. It's a really good VR title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's perfect. Fun. I played that with the Lonely Viper quite a bit. Uh, Boneworks uh, for twenty three ninety nine, which I still find a little bit pricey, uh, but apparently that is discounted. Uh, Pavlov couldn't leave that one out for nine ninety nine. Onward for twelve forty nine. Skyrim VR nineteen seventy nine. I do think nineteen seventy nine. Saw it even less. I, I maybe it was off of Steam, but I saw it on one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, saw it for a tenner. Oh, here we go. Recently, uh -oh, I thought it was right. Steam. Oh, you mean I you, I... you mean the websites where things fall off a van, the copies fall off a van, <laughs> and then you buy them later on those websites? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think like there. twenty is really um, standard for Skyrim. Any version of Skyrim, like you, that's usually what you buy. Dude, buy, it should be like five for. bucks, not like one buck, actually. But I don't know the, why Bethesda doesn't drop like, their, their Because price. they don't have to. Fallout, they don't have to. I found Fallout 4 VR was $14.99, so it was cheaper, uh, it, which I find interesting. Because it, they came out later? Hmm. Uh, very slightly, right? There was the month of November, and they did Doom, Fallout, and Skyrim. All is like right. one big whack, and they all just had almost simultaneous release dates, it's, like in that month. It's funny, right? Like of all those three games, Skyrim is the only one people still talk about. Like no one talks about Fallout at all. Yeah. No one. Yeah, and there is zero talk but, about and, Doom, right? Yeah, Doom okay, is but that, gone. That, that was kind of like badly executed, but but Fallout was still kind of okay-ish in it's, terms of VR. Fallout's popped back on my radar a little bit. So for people who've seen like a lot of uh, Skyrim VR players, people who are, you know, putting it on TikTok and stuff, a lot of them use inverse kinematics in Skyrim. And about six oh. to eight months ago, Frick came out. I love the name, F-R-I-K, which is the inverse kinematics for Fallout. So if you want to have, you know, dynamic arms in the VR Fallout, then, and, and you want to live in that post-apocalyptic world, like now's the time. Go go get into modding. So frick do, is what do you, you think need. That maybe has to do with it a little bit. That like post apocalyptic feeling of Fallout versus like the more luscious environment of Skyrim. Since it feels like since you saw them say like you know my favorite place to go on holiday is Skyrim, right? Like yes, I say that all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. A Fallout isn't particularly that kind of environment where you would like to go on holiday, I would then say, because it yeah. looks a little bit more grim, a little bit more. Do you think that has something to do with it? I, I honestly think that that's why people don't spend more time um, in Alex. Now, there's a lot, there was a lot of attention to Alex, but it is still that vibe of like, you're not comfortable in the environment. It's certainly not relaxing, but yeah. Skyrim, you're in basically nature most of the time, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. forget the dungeons with the spider webs and all that, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're you right. know, but like not, it is, yeah. it, it feels really like heavy. Like you're in this place yeah. and, and, and that's, that's why I don't personally play fallout because I, fallout, I like the side. Fallout is also vibe. more of a, f like flat in terms of environments and Skyrim is more hills everywhere. Uh, like I, I played well, fallout it's like, where it's, and it's very hostile. Mm -hmm. Like, like you can't just yeah. go up the path once and you get like course, screwed over. Like the the Elder Scrolls series has always been that kind of like fantasy kind of thing. While the Fallout, the original Fallout games, they were much more bleak still as Very like bleak. Fallout currently is. Amazing games though. Uh, I really loved those back in the day. But they've yeah. always been that very because it used to be like like a 
like 3D isometric kind of view, right? Where you had like uh, turn-based combat, uh, which was all kind of awesome. I, I love those um, kinds of games though. Like the, yeah, the old school yeah. isometric stuff. Um, and and like well. you said before, like board games still are around. Isometric games are still around and they deserve yeah. to be. Like, really I, fun. I, I just remember Rowdy playing Fallout with four packs before it was cool. Oh, I got so oh, much. did you? I got, yeah, you played a lot I of it. I got so much crap for that because people like like they announced like a year later they were, <laughs> were making like fallout 4 vr and people were like <laughs> on my videos and i yeah. was clickbaiting what they didn't realize that the video was made like like almost one and a half year ago or something oh <laughs> yeah. man oh man and then i got two more on that list as well yeah. uh a personal favorite of mine which i think is the best is the only game that really convinced me uh, that um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the only game that really convinced me that um a game that is not built from the ground up for VR. Shower with your dad. Be, <laughs> can still be a great Sorry, VR yeah. game uh, if you have the right team behind it. And that was No Man's Sky. Okay. Uh, it's twenty nine ninety nine. I think the VR integration or the VR injection that they've done in that game is by far the best one out there. And then I included the personal favorite for Zim as well uh, for fourteen ninety nine. Uh, Subnautica. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, Subnautica. I mean, you have to know going into it that... Um, it's a gamepad experience, essentially. Yeah. Right. So it's you, not. It's you not VR. Don't have. <laughs> yeah. Rowdy's like, bit. Uh, but, but the story is is really great, and the environments right. and that feeling of yeah. being in deep water. There is something very special, even against like space games. There's something about being in that volumetric yeah. container with like murky water at the edges and Snell's window effect at the top. You know, when you're coming up, like all that stuff. Com yeah. combined together with with these horrifically ginormous yeah. monsters that yeah. just want to swallow you whole that yeah. that feeling i think will never leave me I it's would, something i would really i would really like to see like a full vr experience in that in that like really like oh like you need to physically swim in order to get somewhere and stuff like that oh man that'd be no, like like that'd this, be this fr free diver but then actually that uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Free Diver was unfortunately a game of corridors, right? So, so like, yeah, but the swimming mechanics go were, were kind of neat. Point. It was kind of neat, agree how with you, you were, but yeah. the rest wasn't that interesting, though. Yeah, no, it, it was, oh, it yeah. was just bite size is the problem, right? They worked a long time on it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but then it just becomes like a, a, a story for a couple of hours, and that's all you get. So, you can't really kind of live in it, right? But, yeah, yeah. And then with the, I mean, with the Steam sale fully going on, Meta can't be staying behind. So they also have actually a fairly good amount of titles that are out there. I just picked a couple, uh, but, you know, be sure to check out the Meta store maybe as well. Um, so it's The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners for $21.99, which I think is a pretty good deal. Uh, Pistol Whip for $19.49. Uh, Star Wars Quadrants for $9.99. Whoa. And then... That's um, great. Uh, yeah, Star Wars Quadrants is amazing. And I think like the um, uh, a little bit of an older title was uh, Budget Cuts Two for seven forty nine, uh, but I think my personal favorite in that list is probably Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. I mean, if you haven't played that game yet, twenty one ninety nine. I mean, that's it's such a great title. They released some extra content game. like with the Aftershocks update and stuff like that last year. So uh, there's definitely more to be done in that game and also you're getting mm -hmm. ready then for number two which was recently announced right so yeah, yeah definitely yeah, looking yeah, yeah. Def that's one to catch up with if you haven't yet and yeah. that story that's a that's a fun story i hope i hope they double down on on the, those mechanics and and next time around there's a little bit more impact about your choices because the game kind of teases you with oh we're going to mm -hmm. give you choices and it gives you them 
but not enough right like right, not right. enough of a of, of an impact left, yeah, yeah they got the game system down the zombies down the environments all that stuff works great but like the story part for like a telltale games type title that's what we want to feel right we want to feel right, like right. i've made I, i've either made the bad especially with a title like saints and sinners it's like oh i get to be the bad guy i get to be the good guy but it you know in the end it does that to an extent but not enough yeah, yet yeah, yeah. And I also wrote a couple of down that uh, if you're like me and you like to wait up until the price drops to such a point that you can't avoid but picking it up, uh, I'm still, I mean, even though Cyberpunk is like discounted 50% right now, I'm still going to wait up until it drops a bit more. Um, but um, I, I mean, the one I wrote down were a few oldies. So keep talking, nobody explodes uh, for $5.99. Uh, and maybe one of the best Space Explorer games that has ever been made that I bought originally at full price, which I think was... It was like 75 bang in a day. Uh, it was Elite Dangerous. Oh, uh, yeah. Currently for 749. That's amazing. I mean, Especially the, the deathmatch of it. The, the thing is, like, if you, uh, yeah, the deathmatch is good, but the lobbies have been pretty. Well, that's empty the only place years. where I think you can still play with people. Uh, like, the, like, um, we're talking, like, these games, it's kind of funny. Like, we're now at the point, it's almost hard to even say that you should still play them because they're so dated. I don't know. But I never Elite's even played the... the multiplayer. I never played them. I mean, it I was love good. like going in the single player and just like exploring planets and like doing trade mm. and like buying new ships. And like, I think the single player experience, I mean, it's slow. It's a very, very slow game in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, like, cause you need to do like, it, it, it's basically just, you know, being a real life space pirate kind of. It's Eve, uh, right? It's Eve online, yeah, but in VR yeah. and, the I literally I mean this is years ago now but when I first got into it like I I literally had tears because it was so amazing the level Real. of detail yeah. that you you had um, with the ships like I just was overcome uh, by that and mm. it's still it, it, I'm sure it's still a, a, a live world in terms of being able to you know it's basically Euro Truck Simulator in space right that's yeah. that's the gameplay yeah, that's exactly um, it. But 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 it's like two separate games. Uh, so you've got your close quarters combat, which is, you know, now you get within the same bundle, but that's your dog fighting. The ships are like, they feel like they're on rails, like they're slow to turn, but they're quite vicious if something's out in front of you and the levels mm -hmm. are really neat. But if you've got a bunch of friends and they all pick it up for a cheap price, then you could have a good game of that. But I, I still think No Man's Sky out of your list is mm. a, a really good shout for someone who wants... A colorful open world oh yeah um because the reason i'm comparing it is there was the horizons update some years ago for eve uh sorry for elite and that meant you could do planetary landings in several stages um so for anyone who got the like the teaser taster of of starfield recently and was like oh i should hook into something you you, you might say oh elite is interesting because i'm gonna it's kind of similar and actually the two are similar so so starfield already came out and they confirmed it's it's not going to have planetary landings in the smooth way that No Man's Sky does, which kind of right. surprised me because they've set the bar for that. And Elite did it in basically, you know, you're in the atmosphere and then you kind of load into the environment. You can do it. It's it's faked smooth landing. Yeah. Um, but that seamless it's transition well done, is Very really well, well done. done in, I, yeah. I think No Man's Sky does it the best. And uh, uh, But I mean, No Man's Sky can do it because it's procedural, right? With uh, Yeah. I don't know with Starfield that that will be actually procedural. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know that much about the title, but uh, yeah, there's there's issues with that, of course. Um, but I actually like the way that Elite kind of solved that to still give that kind of smooth experience. Um, 
but it's like it's like in stages but you don't i mean it's not like you all of a sudden see a loading screen right yeah that that's the worst right like you you you, yeah. you absolutely don't want that but i yeah. i like i like how both elite and no man's sky do it but no man's sky has had all these awesome patches so if you're looking mm. for a horror game you're looking for an exploration game you know all these various bits like even the multiplayer hubs and being able to play with other players because it's cross platform it has or a like live base building like if you're into that base like building's more cool like Subnautica too or like you know exactly like just grinding for gear or like something like that. Like, uh, like it has so many different kind of options in the in No Man's Sky. It's even a little bit overwhelming for a player like me who has like a, a fairly, like I don't see No Man's Sky as the game that you go into for like an hour because you've done nothing <laughs> like in that hour. You need to like, you know, spread that out and like, you know, keep on playing it and like, you know, do stuff. And the, the more you play it, I think the more fun it becomes as well. Uh, but uh, it's a huge time, you time sink for that. You, you yeah. De- yeah. And the problem is it's breadcrumb design. So if you're used to a game, like you do a quest, you finish it, you get that feeling of like, oh, I'm done. You, you almost yeah. don't get that because like everything you do in No Man's Sky leads to another thing that you're doing and then another yeah. thing. And it's like, what am I done? Right. And you're like, never done. It's just breadcrumbs all the way along. So um, just bear that bear, bear that in mind if you're going to pick that one up. Yeah. But yeah, the sales are, are great. Guys, uh, Love it. Are you guys thinking of picking anything up in particular, or you maybe already played everything? It <laughs> sounds fairly fairly reasonable. All that stuff we've played, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like I'm kind of done with that stuff now. I really want something new, but something similar that that really gave that kind of exciting look at VR. You know? Yeah. Did, did you uh, did you guys pick anything up during the, the during the Steam sale uh, regarding I don't know, maybe even a flat game or something? No. Um... I did play some demos, you know, uh, for the, you know, the Steam demo uh, thing, like uh, Cult of the Lamb is something that I find very uh, interesting. But overall, uh, I just usually stick with a game for very long, you know, I I buy it and then it's like I play a lot of Halo and then I spend actually more money on the game than like the game would actually cost in the end. It's free, but you get my point. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, no, I've been doing the opposite. Like Steam sales for VR anyway are normally a little disappointment for me because I scroll through and I'm like, got that, got that, got that. You know, like yeah. you own everything that you want in that respect. You've already purchased this stuff. And I wasn't smart enough to know that the Steam summer sales were coming. So I, I paid full price for Wanderer. I think that has some money off of it. Even, so that would be paid worth... for it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah dedicated yeah. man. Uh, I, 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 I love, um, I, you know, I, I love big awesome titles like that i had no idea i was going to get 12 plus hours out of it so very Mm -hmm. happy with that but in terms of um the sales in general i think it's the best time to buy dlc so um if you get a discount or if you get a referral code or something like normally i'd be you know picking up stuff for like walkabout mini golf or you know what one of those like quest games those are really fun like we we were playing sweetopia recently and that's just fun, you know, playing golf yeah. in mini in uh, in kind of a candy land, and they've got another one, El Dorado, out, and so I, yeah, I, that's, I think that, that's where my money goes. Is I think is I think the, the DLC on favorite games, honestly, summer sale wise, I think the prices are always still too high. Uh, like like winter is the moment to really just buy everything, or or maybe Black Friday too. Those are like the or like Cyber Monday. So yeah. yeah. Although I mean, I have to say, like the prices I just listed, like. Yeah, still, still too, much. Are, are really, still, <laughs> still too, too much. Still too expensive. Okay, we should have scrapped this section. Sorry, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Onwards to the next one. So nice. a little bit of news on SideQuest as well. They included a new app in their recent update that makes it now easier to find experimental app lab projects that are also listed on SideQuest. So previously it was possible to install this um, with the, the Android mobile version of SideQuest. 
onto a Quest headset, uh, but I mean, the interface wasn't really designed for VR, it didn't really work as properly. And with this new version specifically, um, that is designed for VR, it can now be used in like much less friction. So you would still need the computer to do like the first time install through uh, an, a USB. But after that, you can just download content directly to the, uh, the headset storage uh, without using actually the PC app. Yeah. Uh, so that makes it a lot, of, a little bit less. Um, isn't isn't this basically cumbersome. just you going to the like Oculus browser, opening up SideQuest, and then clicking on the games, and then they automatically go to the experimental app lab uh, section to download them? Isn't this just the same deal? So you would you would still need the the app though on your PC, right? Because well, the first time, yeah, the first time, yeah, yeah. yeah true. Like you, yeah. there are like I think they do have one experimental thing where you can do it with an Android phone. You can put SideQuest uh, just on your phone and then uh, do it like like hook up your headset yeah. and then make it ready for that without a PC. But for everyone, let's say you have an uh, an iPhone or something, it's not really possible yet. But I think that's what they want to go for because I do think they still see that a lot of people, even that it's super easy. For the casuals who never really, well, they have a PC for their email and that's it. It's still kind of, you know, so this is a good start. I think this is really uh, interesting. Like if, if what you see in the video as well, that it's like really like built into like that little like Oculus or that Meta Quest deck kind of thing. So it's like you can actually like even like have it open on the site, uh, which makes it a bit easier to to maybe get to. Because uh, you can then download content from like, um, I think it's like unknown sources or something that it's called, like the tab. Uh, and then you can just download from there. Um, they also now have a section for uh, custom home environments, I saw. Um, also new guides and new presets for all of these custom homes. Uh, and for now, that app is available alongside of the original version of the, of the, of the, um, the SideQuest app. Uh, because there are some of the features that are lacking still. Uh, but I'm sure that they'll like probably update that in the future. And then that app will probably replace the original as well. So that's good. All right. Yeah. And then, I mean, the guys really forced me to talk about this. Uh, so the Apple AR headsets, uh, I'll, I'll just read down what, <laughs> what I wrote on this. Like, <laughs> Not uh, too Apple, disparaging Apple, now, Apple, Apple, Apple. <laughs> Apple. No, Okay. No, it, it's cool. It's cool. So uh, last year, there were like a couple of reports claiming that Apple is working basically on a, on a premium headset for VR and AR uh, with a high resolution color pass through. And I mean, a number of pretty amazing specs. Uh, we we had an episode about that as well. We talked about that fairly much in detail. Uh, and more recently, there have been reports that Apple is also working on something called a reality OS or ROS um, with versions of its core apps, as well as the ability to view a Mac's display and like AR and VR developer tools. Uh, like the typical Apple story, really, where they like, you know, merge everything together. Uh, and that was uh, because they found references to the specific operating system uh, in their uh, app lock and um, their app store upload locks and also in the Apple code. And uh, back in May, there was a, an Apple linked uh, shell company that was actually trademarked as Reality OS uh, in uh, that was in May. Uh, and now there has been a recent interview uh, by China Daily uh, with the, with Tim Cook, and he he mentioned the following. So I quote: uh, "But I think, despite that, we're still in the very early innings of how this technology will evolve. I couldn't be more excited about the opportunities we see in this in this space. And sort of stay tuned, and you'll see what we have to offer." <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is well, why just I don't, wait I more, talk guys. about Apple. Dude, like, how yeah, many yeah. articles do you see coming out every year of someone every just, year. like, having one quote and it turns into an article yeah. like like, 10 pages and you read it and yeah. it says nothing. It's like constantly, oh, Apple is still working on it. Uh, yeah. Apple might have Stay problems tuned. with their headset. Uh, Apple might not do it. Do it anyway. Apple is going to do it. It's like, it's to, crazy. Um, to, to me, this kind of reads like we haven't really started on it yet, but, you know, like we will and then we'll, we'll bring it wow, out. Wow, news. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But, I think, but yeah, I like, mean, that's the only information I really found on this. The, 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 the thing that I saw during the week, which was uh, the most exciting, because uh, to cut a long story short, I've had a fucking horrible time with my Guardian on Quest 2 recently. Um, and it's not environmental. Like the headset literally locked up to the point where I thought, oh God, I'm gonna, I've am gonna, i got a brick now. I'm not going to be able to use this headset anymore. Uh, I managed my way through it. But uh, then I heard uh, Apple was kind of showing off how it was going to do object identification uh, within its operating system. And that got me super excited. And they showed a little teaser of this, this video kind of identifying a fridge and that type of thing. So I'm like, I am looking forward to, to trying out anyone else's guardian system, because although I have to say like the guardian from meta is good and has evolved, I feel like they keep trying to get this poor old dog to do more and more tricks and they're not like feeding it enough. You know, it, it, it really needs more grunt or more horsepower behind the engine. And I feel like maybe when we get to Cambria, that'll get solved and you'll have this wonderful feeling. But right now it feels dogged down like it's mm. it's it's really not got enough grunt behind it. So right, right. looking forward to that change. I, I, I guess we'll have to see what Tim cooks up. No? <laughs> <laughs> You're like proper dad I that one down here, as well. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyway, I mean, talking about Apple, I think we can go into one of our main topics. And I say Apple because if there's one company that has been copying, copying the business model of Apple, I think it's Meta with wow. all of the ways that they're introducing their products uh, to the trailers, to everything. And now even apparently with the naming of their new prototypes, since uh, the new prototypes that they um, that they showed, uh, so they showed two different prototypes that each are uh, supposed to solve a, dis a different aspect of um, making VR uh, indistinguishable from reality. Now, neither of these devices is intended to be made a product. So these are merely prototypes to show what is possible and what, what they can be done. And the first one is called <laughs> Butterscotch Retinal Resolution. Uh, so, I'm, I mean, retinal resolution, I think that was even a term that was basically invented by, by Apple when they came up with the retinal displays. I hate that term because it doesn't make any sense uh, because they say it's the resolution that matches the human eye. But if you, if you look at like a, a lot of episodes back when I did a, a science episode, on the eye, there is no limit to the human resolution. Now, of course, there is a, an accepted threshold where you don't really see discernible pixels anymore. And that general accepted threshold is about 60 pixels per degree. And there is true, there is no consumer VR headset yet that has come, come close to this. The Quest 2 reaches about 20, 20 pixels per degree. So it's far less than the, the 60 that we actually want to reach. Uh, and the, uh, the Varjo arrow apparently is uh, 35 pix pixels per degree uh, and then you also have that that Varjo business five thousand dollar headset yeah. that then surpasses res retinal resolution but it's only in a very very tiny center of your view so there, it's not really the ideal 
thing. But then this new prototype from Meta, the Butterscotch, is uh, 55 pixels per degree. Um, and they do that not only because of um, their specific screens that they're using, but they're also using a new kind of like a hybrid uh, lens. Uh, now, the downside of this is that you have a very narrow field of view. It's about half of the Quest 2, so I wouldn't really say that as usable. Uh, and also that it's very heavy and very bulky. But it's more like to show, you know, what the future of these kind of like displays will look like uh, in a well, pretty far future, I would say. Um, but that's probably not something that we'll see on the market anytime uh, soon. It's a kind of and then it's a kind of ahead. an odd engineering approach for them to take. They've kind of taken each one of these problems separately, and then they've mined it. They just drilled right into it, and they developed a device for that. So, if, you know, for that single use case, they've made yeah. a device that's probably better than you, we've seen anywhere else publicly but it's almost kind of useless on its own because it's thrown away all of the other, you know, choices that they've, they've had yeah. to make to compromise to get to that point. So mm-hmm. like, I understand why they're doing it on like, um, like a, yeah, almost like a, a scientific basis um, for the design, it. It. but it's, it, it's pure, like an R and D company with a lot of money can develop these kind of things to see, is it worth to be investing in this? So like like the, yeah. the improvement that we get from this, is it worth it? Like is the, the the user experience so much better that we need to like focus on this specific aspect in our next uh, to go uh, in that direction? Model. Right? Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. I like, think that's really the way that they they can develop these kind of prototypes because they have a lot of money, and then they can like actually see like you know what is the 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 end result of that, and is it worth like going in that direction? I think that's the reasoning behind it. And what was yeah. the one that you, there was another one, I think, in the list? Yeah, that you so were the, the second one is called, I, I like the name better. It's called the Starburst Ultra Bright HDR. So it's an extremely uh, bright display with a very high dynamic range. You can only use it once because after that you're blind. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're serious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like in general, uh, like uh, uh, luminance is measured in, uh, in something called nits. And currently the Quest 2 is about uh, 100 nits. But if you go outside, like it can be tens of thousands of nits that you actually experience. And this new specific uh, prototype that developed is uh, 20,000 uh, nits. So it's much closer to what you get, what you experience when you're outside. Um, so that's the, the second uh, prototype that they actually developed. Awesome. Would you be up for trying that, Zim? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I, and the reason because I, I think it's one of those things that you, like, do you guys remember the Lost Coast demo in Half-Life 2, which came out on Steam? And it was the first game that I remember having high dynamic range. And high dynamic range in a game is basically saying, I can't give you enough light, so I'm going to pretend that I blind you when you look at the sun. And there's going to be a big, Mm. you know, starburst or god rays or whatever it is, but I'm going to put stuff in your vision just as if you were there uh, in, in reality. And that's, I've always wanted to see what that's like, not cheating. And this is the first time it was actually yeah. out of the entire video. Um, I was most excited at watching that segment because yeah, brightness too. in a display, like we haven't seen that. We haven't seen right, yeah. looking I'm, at I'm exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. It's just exactly the same because, because like, 
like you can imagine what more resolution looks like, right? Yeah. But like something like this is something that we haven't tried yet before. And I really want to experience how that looks like. And how that feels, right? Like yeah. come out of a cave with the sun gliding down and you go from shadow to bright light <laughs> and you're like, oh God, right? Whatever. But like <laughs> shadows for me, if you if you take a, any scene, even like a real old rubbish, like unity scene project, right? Mm, yeah. No shadows. Totally won't believe it. Won't buy it. I'm not mm. there. Whatever. Turn the shadows on. Totally different, right? And and I really feel like that that uh, whole dynamic range of light is gonna make us feel like we're there. Like, right. You'll need right. feeling at some point, like put your toes in the sand type of thing. But that's probably a ways off. Maybe we'll have to jack ourselves in via whatever port, you know, metadata cable that you just shove into the back of your skull. But um, yeah, light seems amazing i really am looking forward to that yeah i'm the same though like i think like a headset with like a high dynamic range and like you know that range be huge i think that's uh i think that's really really amazing to try what do you think nathan mm, i mean yeah like the, the thing is like that's why they're trying this stuff because of the fact that you know they they see more potential in this and they they are not sure what it's what it what it's gonna do as an effect so they make it and then they try it and you learn so much more. But yeah, I totally see that. Like it's all these, like even when there's a new headset coming out and has like small upgrades, it's always such a big difference, right? Where it's like, oh, everything is more realistic. It even happens with things we've already experienced before. You know, if the resolution gets better or the field view becomes bigger, you're like, wait, but now I'm more immersed than before. And I think this kind of stuff mm. will kind of add up to that. So it, it yeah. sounds like a small feature or something small that, but actually in reality, like you just perceive everything differently again. Yeah. yeah. So we got high dynamic range. Yeah. We got increased resolution. <laughs> we got more comfort, bigger field of view. What what is what is one thing we still need? Games <laughs> content. But that that's oh, yeah. uh <laughs> we definitely but that, need that, yeah. Um but in terms of technology. Uh were we saying is eye there tracking? Something else that, well, you're getting close, yeah, because there's something else that, that Facebook is working on as well, and they announced the concept uh, mm. of it, and that concept is called Mirror Lake. Um, so what they did here was um, they basically all of the technologies that, you know, we still want in headsets, and I think that these are the ones that are more likely to be introduced in the next, uh, in the next version of the, of the Quest. Uh, it's uh, advanced eye tracking. Uh, variable focus, I think that's a very, very big th uh, thing as well. Uh, and then they're also mentioning reverse pass-through uh, and support for uh, prescription lens attachments. So reverse pass-through is actually, do, do you guys know what that is? No, what the I hell is that? Out. That sounds like yeah. a, you know. So, a... <laughs> it, it looks hilarious because I looked up a picture of like, you know, their concept of how, because this is not, this is not a, 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 a featured product. This is not a prototype that they developed, but it's a concept that they came up with. So reverse pass-through is basically that when someone else looks at you, you can see your eyes while you're wearing the headset. So it's basically, they did like a thing oh. with like LCD displays where you have like cameras inside and you see like the, the eyes like going on, you know, your, your, your headset on the front, which is... <laughs> Somebody did Funny. that. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's as silly as it sounds. Reverse pass-through just sounds ridiculous. Um, yeah. So it's basically eye-to-eye, yeah. -eye, right? So you can look at the user. They can right. look back at I you. I only wonder how that looks because, like, I mean, the, the screen itself is, like, 
flat, right? So if you look on a on an angle, you, you still won't see it, right? So I don't really understand. That's bizarre. I, mean, I haven't right? looked up that much about it, but like, <laughs> I, I just saw that picture and I burst out laughing. And I was like, I'm definitely going to mention that. I imagine um, that there, there, there's a there's a UK sitcom. I can't remember the name, but there, there's somebody with like these like you know proper thick glass bottle glass lens. Oh, and it looks down the with the is it with the mirrors in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like blowing blowing out off. right the eyes, and like I can just imagine that every VR user is going to look like, like that. Eyes, like, yeah, that's. I don't know that that's um, an improvement. <laughs> but yeah yeah no like I, I don't know i mean we'll have to see it like i'm sure that they when, if it looks stupid they're probably not going to do it so i don't think the looking stupid matters but it's like if you can make eye contact without laughing at the person oh yeah then then they're on to something that's a big thing yeah, yeah for sure yeah uh, but the thing that i think is the most promising that's the thing that i think that we that i would really like to see in next headsets next to that high dynamic range and that um uh, that uh, increased resolution is, is variable focus because with all current VR headsets outside of like certain lab prototypes, they all have a fixed focus lens. And, 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 and that works because each eye gets uh, like a separate image and like, you know, the images are then focused at a, at a fixed distance and you kind of simulate that effect of distance. But the problem is that when your eyes will then um, like kind of like look at a certain visual object, hmm. they will converge on that object or diverge depending on, on where it's located, but they can't really uh, like focus, uh, like accommodate to the distance. And that's what they call that convergence and uh, accommodation problem, which causes eye strain and can make virtual objects kind of kind of blurry when you look up uh, close. Now, they then announced in 2018, they came up with that uh, that half dome prototype. And we, we all yep. saw that one. Yep. And then they developed further on that with like half, uh, half dome two, half dome, half dome three, uh, which then also had no moving parts anymore. Uh, you remember seeing that at Oculus Connect where they actually had those, those uh, liquid crystal lens layers yes. that were like kind of stacked and they would like turn on and off depending on the distance. Uh, that the object that you were looking at, which I think is amazing technology. Oh yeah, that's ins uh, that's insane. That's insane. When they yeah. were showing that, like stacked yeah. stacked lenses that are electronically um, triggered, it turned on and off. <laughs> and so that is the technology that they're planning for this for this concept. Uh, and they have developed together with that, they've developed a new type of lens, which is called uh, the hollow cake lens, which is kind of like a wordplay, I guess, on the original pancake lenses because oh, the, uh, the hollow the, lens, like the hollow lens. Lens. Hollow cake. Hollow I cake lens. Love this. This just makes me hungry. Uh, yeah. So what what this is is that they they basically um, um, the replaced the the curved lens of the the typical pancake lens that is then replaced with a, a thin flat uh, holographic lens. Uh, now holographic. Uh, I, I was a little bit like surprised. Like uh, did they figure out that as well? <laughs> like you know like yeah. did they manage to do holograms? But apparently the term that. Facebook uses for this is not uh, related to uh, 3D light field display, but it's more like holographic film. Um, so that's the, the the difference in that. But that's mm -hmm. a, a specific type of lens uh, that allows them also uh, that well, which they combine with the using of that those crystal uh, lens layers in order to simulate uh, objects actually. Um, uh, at, at different distances. Mm -hmm. So why do you so think they were like showing all of this now? That's a, that's exactly the question to be asking. Because that's it's exactly. kind of like like the like do you ever see the Zucks sitting at a table like okay so we I uh, we crafted this and we crafted that and uh, well we're not gonna use it but uh, it's you know uh, science I mean, and uh, in in a way you know what I think it is in a way it's muscle flexing because I don't yeah. think there's a single other company 
at the planet, on the planet, that has like the, the resources and the know-how and the skills in order to develop these kind of things. And by doing this, I think they can get external funders and externals uh, more interested in their products because they're showing this is bleeding, bleeding edge. Uh, and I know that sadly is Bradley is in there. He can probably comment on this far better than either than either yeah. of us. But um, like I, I think it's a little bit of like showing, you know, the where where they stand in the field and how far ahead that they are of the competition. I think it's I really do think si- so. similar to that, uh, slightly different. I think it's less a flex and more grab market share and public yeah. attention while there isn't competition. So because say Apple hasn't shown their hand yet. They're free to just grab, you know, as many eyeballs and ears as possible. And right now people are picking up on this. They're still Mm. riding the wave off of their big change. They're rebranding the meta, the attention on metaverse, you know, business investors looking for the next great thing. Uh, Businesses coming back out of lockdown. And I, I do think that it's, it's really just for free. It's a free marketing grab. Is what it is. Mm. It's like, why why would we take the risk of showing off our development stack and the way that we've been thinking and what the devices we've actually got look like? It is so rare to see behind the scenes of like R&D and actually get that kind of deep dive before the final product has been fabricated at the end of that journey. Like you'll, you'll see these videos six years after a product is launched and they're like, oh, look at what the, you know, PlayStation 2 could have been. Uh, this is this yeah, kind of pre- yeah. preview of the right, device. Right. But seeing it now mm-hmm. is, it's actually a hazard uh, to meta because someone can catch that idea and still in the next two years, you know, catch up or throw money at it or go in that direction. So, yeah, so yeah. it's basically what, saying, just saying, hey, we're first. And then when someone does it later, then it's like, we were still first. And and, and it's like an extra thing that you kind of, you know, throw in there. Yeah, well, because they might have already, if they've gotten into your head, Nathie, that, oh, the company who does, you know, this type of VR technology or this type of headset is mm-hmm. meta. And they've tagged themselves as that. So maybe your brain yeah. doesn't have space for six different companies, you know? At some stage, it yeah. just becomes white noise. That's a good point. Actually, like, we have some comments from the chat as well. So we had uh, Bradley actually commenting on this. So he says, I don't see it per se as a muscle flex, to be honest. A lot of stuff is things people know in the industry. Like, all of these were concepts I read from public papers from all the way since 2016 to 2020. Yeah. Uh, and then gaming science teacher says, I took it partly as setting expectations that all this advanced tech is still in such early stages that we shouldn't expect most of it uh, in consumer products in the near term. Mm-hmm. And like about the papers, I know a lot of this stuff because Facebook, even though they do like, you know, white papers and stuff like that, uh, a lot of the tech that they're working on, uh, for example, a very good example of that was the identification of people by actually motion tracking because uh, there was a, a paper not that long ago which showed that they could actually do that and facebook one of the employees have actually been working on that specific technology basically said that well we figured this out already almost like three years ago but they just don't publish the papers on that because they're not really into that academic scene so i do think that a lot of the stuff that even the academic research hasn't really like caught up on but I think that Facebook is probably releasing this information at this point because they feel comfortable now with, tell, with, told, with telling people about this because they're probably already at a stage further. Um, so, I, I mean, it's a little bit of, like a, a double-edged sword, I think. Like Facebook seems to be showing their hand, mm. uh, but I don't think they're showing anything that they're not comfortably you know, showing to the world. So I don't think that they mind anyone trying to copy this. I, I, 
Yeah, I did want to tip my hat here to test it because they did a really good deep dive uh, with Zuckerberg, kind of an interview type thing as well. I thought that went really well. And Zuckerberg tends to come off as like this <laughs> Android robot fella, right? And I thought that was like he was pretty human in that. And the thing that really I loved wasn't the Zuckerberg part, but the, talking to the engineers who were responsible for each of these divisions and seeing them talk about the headset prototypes that you just talked about and like how many years went into it and how long they've been working there and how the science and, and the kind of um, how the yeah. builds came to be. And that was super cool. So for anyone who's like got an engineering background like me, I think it's worth your time. Set an hour and plus aside. It's not a 20 minute video. It's not a short dip. You have to like stick it out. And I think, I think people who don't have that mindset will probably get bored of it. So maybe give it a pass. But if you do have the kind of like engineering background and or science, I think you would really uh, enjoy that's why that's why they had the Zuck doing the the short table video. That was for the (laughs) exactly peasants. (laughs) It was for the peasants. Yeah, yeah. You know what we'll do? We'll uh, we'll bring Brett one time on the show, and maybe he can give uh, a little bit more of a deep dive. Because he's the he's really like the the YouTube expert I Master. think on like Guru. Uh, all these uh, all these lens applications and the yeah. the current state of technology. So uh, we'll we'll chat to him about that and then uh, we'll we'll get him on as well. I, I love that small footprint um, head, headset look. Like I mean, even even just to like see it in such a nice package that looks like mm. it could be a consumer product, it's like great. But there were some things that I was thinking about that are like. What about light bleed? What about like closing off the eyes? Like, how do you solve those problems? Um, and then battery becomes the other one, right? Like battery tech is literally the most boring <laughs> subject. No one wants a video on battery technology, but it's like, how long is this going to last? What is the power draw of those panels? If there's any moving parts, uh, how much does that impact the you know long shelf life on the battery? All those things that they're, they're really interesting to me because they're, they're more impactful than you'd think. Like moving yeah. from, you know, quest one to quest two, like we had a worse strap um, and the battery life was like, okay, thereabouts. Um, but I still, I'd love to have a headset that out of the box was three, four or five hours. So, you know, and comfortable yeah. Yeah. and we'll smaller. So yeah. like, of course I just want it all, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they're working looking on forward the to it. scenes. Yeah. Ba- battery so. tag is just something that, that hasn't really evolved since like no. <laughs> The moment it was like the idea was conceived, like batteries are such an old technology and in dire need of like uh, a revolution, I think, just in all kinds of industries. Mm-hmm. But it's just a very, very complex problem, I think. All right, then uh, our final uh, topic, I guess uh, I'm going to need your guys' help on there because I feel like I've I've kind of like fallen off on the PSVR 2 game stuff. And we talk about it so much that I, I have no idea, like which games we've already mentioned and which we haven't, oh, but I've, I've written like quite a few uh, down actually. Uh, so I wanted to highlight some of the PSVR game, PSVR 2 games that have already been confirmed. So the first one is probably the one that I think everyone is the most excited about mm-hmm. is, uh, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, that's for me probably the one that I would definitely play uh, once once the headset comes out. So it's a it's a spin-off by the way. It's so it, yeah. it is about Horizon Zero Dawn or no wait, I think it's the new game and the then it's, it's called Call, Call of the, the Mountain. The mountain. Yeah. Call of the Mountain. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's I think the game that was announced for um, for PSVR two is called Horizon Call of the Wild. Mountain. Right. mountain. <laughs> it's mountain. <laughs> oh, but then but, uh, but the air is well did it, but uh, it is mountain. 
Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Call of the Wild Mountain. <laughs> Call, Call of the Wild Mountain. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Weld, I think Weld is like the, the new the new game, uh, the new flat the game. The new game, yeah. right. Semantics yeah, okay. aside, yeah, though, yeah. it's got robo-dinosaurs. It's got an amazing, colorful environment. It's got a kind of a look and a feel to like a Tomb Raider title, right? Yeah. And, for and this a new character, right? Uh, yeah, and, and I think if you are um, looking for your... PS uh, PS five to do something and actually serve you the pixels that you've wanted. This looks like, you know, probably the best of the offerings that they've put out. You know, I agree with you, Rowdy. This is the one that I'm most excited about. Having not played the flat game at all. I think this, uh, like cause a mountain is going to be the flagship. Maybe the game that is coming with the headset when you buy it, because it, it, I still think this is a, small scoped game where you get to kind of experience what it's like to have the open world of horizon but it's kind of translated for vr because if you look at the Mm. trailer a few times you start to discover that it's kind of like a certain path that you're allowed to go maybe you get Mm. to go like make some uh, choices here and there but all the all the enemies that you see in the trailer are all spawning in arena shaped places they don't show up like in horizon where you just ride your uh dino and suddenly there's like a a group of it's always one attacking you and then you get to attack the next one so they doom vfr for no 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 (laughs) i hope not no i hope not but it's 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 made to work for vr because you can't just copy paste horizon and then uh you know it's not gonna be like like what we said like hybrid VR. This is a uh, made from the ground up for VR stuff. Yeah. And, and but it like, still feels like like a small game, maybe yeah. maybe four hours, five hours. Who That's knows? That's what I wanted to ask. Like, uh, like realistically, what kind of like play hours do you think that we'll be looking at? It's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, the, the trail. Yeah. It's just. But you can just see the way. Like li- you can look at the gameplay mechanics and kind of predict what kind of game it is and and then link a certain playtime to it maybe they're going to be collectibles right where it's like oh you can go back and play it again and they're like more hours or uh, there's bonus material or something like that uh, but but still like i'm still excited for it because i think you do need a flagship title to kind of slap on the side of the box to get people buy the headset horizon is the biggest ip that playstation has right now it's huge it's it's insane and fire sprite is making it and and they they are very talented i think this will actually show for the for the first time to everyone who hasn't played the persistence that these guys know their stuff that's why persistence is brilliant though like it's such a good game such a i mean and that's coming from someone who doesn't like playing with a gamepad, which the persistence unfortunately is. Oh, it's, it's the but worst like, of it. Uh, it's absolutely it's, the worst of it because it's such a good game. Um, the persistence is a fantastic game. Uh, it 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 is typically I I think it it deserves like a gold star or a diamond star for multiplayer design in a horror experience, and I think it has been overlooked horrifically overlooked uh, as a single player game. I agree with you, Rowdy. Fantastic. Uh, it's one of the mm. only horror games I specialize in horror, and it's one of the only horror games that I f- like physically don't want to go into VR for. I, I there, there aren't many, like there's almost none, but the persistence is one of them. There are scary things in that that I just don't want to experience again. Um, but I, as Fire Sprite, like they went quiet for a while, and to have them tagged on this, you're just like, yeah, go guys! Like this is great. This is so fantastic. So I have super high hopes. This is one of those titles as well that. 
I, I hear what Nathie's saying in terms of pinch of salt. Like, don't get your hypes so, so high, just in case. But for me, um, having not owned a PS5 yet, this is one of those titles that helped me justify the purchase. You know, it's like, it's... Right, yeah. And I only yeah. need about three yeah. of those to, to go off and, <laughs> and buy a PS5, well, but I haven't I, seen I, three actually, yet. I, I have a combo, oh. combo for you go coming on. up. Go on. Uh, so two titles, both Resident Evil in the name. So apparently Resident Evil 8 uh, has finally been confirmed to be coming indeed on the PSVR 2 games list. Oh. Uh, so that is, I mean, I know Nathy played a ton of that, finished the game, right? A few times, yes. A few times, a few yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so... The, the the interesting part was that there were uh, that PSVR two support uh, was shown using uh, motion controls, which is uh, something different than what we saw in, for example, Resident Evil Seven, where you only had the the, the gamepad uh, to play with. So that's something that I think is interesting. And the other combo in that series is Resident Evil Four. However, there's a little bit of a catch to this one uh, because um, it's it actually. It's 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 um it's described as supported content, and we're not really sure yet what that exactly means. Uh, yeah. So so right now they only showed gameplay of the castle bit, and mm. we haven't seen any of the other like if you played Resident Evil Eight, you know they have all kinds of end bosses and stuff, and you hop around from character to character. We have only seen the castle, so. Right now you could say maybe it's just bonus content, and you get to experience the the castle and the you know lady d in right. vr and that's it and you don't because there is a lot more to it and people keep saying you know in resident evil there is so much stuff where you get thrown around there are a lot of like cutscenes that just you know they they do all kinds of stuff with with the, the protagonist so it would be a challenge to make everything into vr so I don't know if it's going to be the full game. Uh, for yeah, now, it I, I seems agree, like I only the the, yeah. the castle. It'll probably uh, be a specific part that I they'll have. It's kind of like that that no. VR. You think they're gonna? You think it'll be the full game? Yeah, they did. They did the first one, the full game. Why the fact that's what they, I'm hoping it was too. their it was their biggest seller, biggest awarded game. They're gonna come out with a Tomb Raider type, like you know, you can wander around a room. No goddamn way! No way! That's, there's no way Sony execs are going to do right, that. Maybe you're right. Yeah. No way. Maybe it, it's it just we haven't just seen anything else. But the you thing, know, the thing have... for me that like is the biggest disappointment, and this is known now fact, right? Resident Evil Seven was a scary game. It was creepy. It was disgusting. The Baker family was one of the worst settings that I've ever been in, and I mean that in a horror's great kind of way. Like it was disgusting. Um, and what I've heard of, cause I've not played resident yeah. evil eight is it got watered down to be a bit more accessible. And I, I, I don't like that when it, when a title, you know, scares you or, you know, puts you in an environment where you feel just like, uh, and then they back it off a bit just to kind of help out. Now I know dark souls, dark souls essentially did that with Elden ring and they were greatly successful as a result, at least financially. And people who play the game, love it. It's more accessible hardcore dark souls fan i don't know were they happy with that but that's what i'm saying here like i would have preferred a resident evil that stayed nasty um and i still want resident evil 9 to come back to that the entire series of resident evil has changed so much with like different if you you look at the first ones and like you know the entire style of the game and like the, the story to a certain extent it's like 
it's it has changed with like every kind of like little generation so maybe it's again like that like generational generational switch that it's making towards like something that is maybe more accessible for the current generation so what's what's interesting uh, about this trailer is that um there is a part in the trailer where his hand should have had a few missing fingers, but in the trailer it's not there. So they kind of took that away or maybe they let you turn it on in the settings if you want it or not. I don't really know. And another thing is you can dual wield something you cannot do in the flat game. So they decide to add some extras to it where in one hand you can have a pistol and in the other you can right. have a knife yeah. or two guns. You can like throw them around. So they did change the gameplay there, meaning that you could actually play a harder difficulty and maybe make it happen, you know? So, but again, like I, like people in the chat say it's, it's full campaign. Some of them. I, I just don't really know if that's true. I, I just haven't seen them specifically say that um mm. but i hope so i really hope so i don't think it's been uh, because we're, we're yeah. that's that's what we want in the end right we don't want to have all these like small chunks of gameplay we want to have the full games uh because then it's kind of half half did you like yeah. it what about did you when you played it Nancy, did you did you like it i mean was it was it something that you um that you'd play again you'd recommend to a friend you know i'm curious play again um i mean i i like the game has replayability in the sense of if you play the game once and you finish it then you can uh buy more weapons in the second run and also have certain power-ups and then play it again and it becomes easier but also harder in ways so that way you can kind of replay it on harder difficulties with more weapons but i mean was, so one shot weapons or things like, like that is the story gripping is it yeah, yeah, well, it's it's crazy. It's it it reminds me of like the latest Wolfenstein uh, uh, single player game, okay. where it's kind of crazy and uh, and it's not scary. You know, it's it's just, that's why I think again they go for the VR stuff. Uh, it's not necessarily super scary, but yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, it. It's it's just very weird. Were there any <laughs> accessories at launch? One. I remember remember when we got the VR game, we got the uh, the candle, <laughs> the, the candle, three the yeah. 4D scent, scented candle that smelled like blood and. Whatever uh, else. Swamp. <laughs> swamp. So so talking about Resident Evil 4, I think this is the biggest middle finger they could give to Meta because it's basically the same game, but they get to do a complete remake. So it's not what, what uh, Meta did with Resident Evil 4 is more of a... I mean, it's a port, but it's also a slight remaster because they did change some things here and there. But this is a full remake with the new engine that also Resident Evil 8 uses. Uh, the enemies, everything looks way scarier. I think they're like, if you look at the trailer, some things in it that they just added as an extra. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, Meta, you, you you can have your cute like Resident Evil 4 title, but yeah, we still but, have but, the, but, 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 but they, the big they guns. They do describe it as supported content. So it's like, we still don't know exactly yeah, yeah. What that means, right? Yeah, like, yeah is but it's that, that full VR that we get like, or is that like- a, I think a honestly- I think they haven't really started working on it yet. And they, they just put it there. They know they're going to do VR, but how and what? So again, it could be that what we, it could be full-blown campaign or what we just saw with Resident Evil 8. It could also be just a chunk. But again, the fact that it's a remake excites the, the hardcore gamers. The hardcore gamers want graphics. They want visuals. They want gore. They want the best of the best. And I think that's what they're doing here so even that it's maybe a part a chunk yeah 
this is what people want. It's just, I, yeah. I can't I like say you, it any different. I like how you took it as well, Nathan, because I I've, I felt it the same way, which was kind of yeah, like- It's a big troll. So, so yeah, huge troll. Sony just like patting Meta on the head and be like, oh, isn't that cute? You took but the it's original also, game, you know? And like having a full on like redo <laughs> um, is so exciting because the fact that they're not just using whatever project Meta bought, paid for with the IP to bring it to VR, it's a separate game. So those people who really like Resident Evil 4 are going to end up with, this is, I don't know, the, what, the fourth edition of the game? Like, we had the original, and then we had, the like, the Wii edition, and then we had the first VR version, and now we have another VR version with the control scheme from PlayStation. It's very yeah, exciting. It's just... It, it, just, worse, yeah. it, it just shows that Sony is superior in terms of relationships because they are in the gaming scene for so long that mm-hmm. they they can easily negotiate compared to Meta where, you know, like the, it, these, 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 like Sony, like that, that's a PlayStation exclusive, no? Yeah, but it's also Japanese. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. So, and, and Amer- like the Americans want some fun stuff too, but I, I think the Sony family has like these relationships go way, way, way back. So they can they can easily kind of make something happen in that sense. But yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited for it. Uh, yeah, this is the kind of stuff you you want. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy. These like two things that happened: uh, Horizon and Resident Evil Eight and and Four. Um, it's a very good start. I think they're already kind of like halfway blowing uh, the quest out of water. And I know what people say: ah, you shouldn't be comparing it because hardware wise. But the thing is, they both <laughs> serve the same audience and those are gamers uh and and i think quest is more for the casual games i might actually make a lot of people angry here but i think it's more for the <laughs> like i think grenades. it's more i think it's more yeah, yeah no, here you go here's a grenade but it's more it's more of like okay, if you look ahead, no maybe. listen listen if you look at the lineup of quest it's 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 a lot of casual games there's almost nothing hardcore on it and then on the other side you have have playstation playstation is not for the kids playstation is for the adults uh, and and the adults who like to play hardcore games. I, I'm not saying that Quest isn't for the adults, but if you if you can only play another golf game that comes out, another tennis game launches again, and that's kind of where you get stuck in this loop. Uh, I don't know. Bugsnax VR, right? That's that's Bugsnax VR. <laughs> it's like the thing is the reason it's I like I have nothing against. I don't know. The these, Quest. these are gaming you know, they platforms. Have audience, I, like, but I it's get... like I am I am just kind of like I am at the point now that my my brain is done playing, uh, you know, uh, another uh, golf game, another rugby game, or like forever darts. Like, I just want proper game that I can just spend like eight hours in. I'm like, damn, son, this is like, this feels like triple A again. You know, yeah. that that's that's I what I want. What? Yeah, but the thing is, even <laughs> someone if, says it's all retro, eh? Don't hate on retro. We, the thing is, the state of play, I think we talked about how, how you know, good of a, of a showcase it was, but like... Um, if if we could take if they, if Sony had taken the easy route and taken the development that they already had and they just said oh that same Resident Evil 4 is coming to PSVR 2 it still has the different tactile triggers it's still got it's like it's it'd be the same thing but again more horsepower i don't know i don't know it's difficult because like i think both projects are 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 applaudable even in the in the what we know at the moment but let's see what happens with Resident Evil 4 because there's a lot less that we know about there. It could it could go sour, right? Certain yeah, VR yeah. control no, decisions. I, 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 that that one 
we got to see a bit more about that one before we know about that project. No, but. like hi, like we we spoke about this before. Hybrid VR is the biggest risk of the whole like you know platform here. It's I wish that like what you see with Sony here, even if they're small chunks, I want Meta to do the same thing. You know, like they they used to do it with the first Quest. They really pumped a lot of money into getting a lot of like games onto it, like yeah. also AAA kind of. Th- and with the Quest too, I feel like it, they haven't really done much with that. Uh, so if they bring out another headset, then they should really try to. And people keep saying, "Yeah, Assassin's Creed is coming and Splinter Cell and and things like that." <laughs> is it? But you, yeah. well, is it? Yeah. But the <laughs> is thing it is, at this point, if <laughs> but we've already but, seen one trailer. Like we need to wait for like another year till we see like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, oh, and San Andreas, of yeah. course, is coming, right? So that's that's another big IP. Wow. But it's like, but I'm just saying new new things. Where it's like, hey, uh. You know, uh, like same with Deep Silver. It's like, oh, you have uh, Dead Island? Okay, we'll make a Dead Island 3 for you, you know, in VR. So not like porting old stuff. I think that trick is not going to work in the long run to excite gamers. This is not going to work. You mentioned Dead Island earlier, but like, do either of you guys want Dead Island in VR? I don't think I ever played it. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I played the first one. was kind of fun. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, same here. I wrote a couple of more games down that I found on that list as well. So we had No Man's Sky, uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners uh, 2, Firmament, uh, Elvo, Oof. a new Code Sync game. So Code Sync known from uh, Jurassic World, uh, Shadow Point, Asper. Uh, Among Us VR is another one that I found there. Uh, and Dreams is also making a new game. We know And Dreams from uh, Fract and uh, Phantom Covert Ops. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Ghostbusters is uh, like Andrew is working on that. Right. It is now confirmed for PlayStation as well. But Sony oh, owns right. Ghostbusters, right. so uh, yeah. what a surprise, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no surprise, right? And then I also saw that uh, First Contact Entertainment. They're also making a game. I don't know if there's oh, any yeah. more information on that, but it's like that's the developers, of course. So that's from, uh, that, that, that's Firewall too. Solaris. That's got to be Firewall too. That game's still you a lot. So? Yeah, that's yeah. Firewall too. Yeah. And then I had uh, Runner and <laughs> Lo-Fi. Hi, Frank. Yeah. Maybe we should ask him what they're working on. Uh, no, uh, he'll tell us by and the then scenes, sure. There were like, I mean, there were like some things, and, and we've speculated about that before, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much attention we should give to these. Like one of them was Half-Life Alex, uh, that might be coming to PSVR 2. I, uh, which seems like a fairly logical kind of way. I, I saw a few news outlets basically projecting that that was definitely coming. I, that's, that's, it's hard to say, hard to say, right? Are yeah. they going to get it or are they I not? Mean, it depends. Like, is it's, it possible? It's, yes. It's possible. It's definitely it's, possible. Yeah. yeah it's it's, it's the- where Sony reached out to Valve saying like, hey, we pay you money to do it. Or Valve's like, hey, we, we love open VR. So we, we see this as a passion project. We want to have the new hardware. They only do it because they're interested in, right. well, you know, they do right. it for fun. They do it for the yeah. fun. <laughs> I would rather see the other one uh, for for ahead, sorry um, for PSVR two. I would rather see Valve come out with one of their new IPs and and drop it for that. I think that would be cool. That'd be a neat play, actually, if they chose to do that. If they weren't ready with their own call it Index two hardware yet or Deckard yet, right? Mm-hmm. It would be cool to kind of give a bump to the competitor to meta right <laughs> i think that would be i like that yeah man, it's like a that. neat little strategy yeah. right so it's like hey guys why don't you go uh distract the potential meta customers uh so that when we're ready we'll come in with a headset and you know reinvigorate the pc vr market. at the same time their their big workhorse is steam right which is still like quest like uses that yep 
like the majority, I guess. Uh, other games I saw on there were uh, Gran Turismo 7, which I think Mike mentioned before, yep. uh, that he thought it was going to be arriving there as well. And also I saw mention of uh, Farpoint 2. Uh, did you? Which would be interesting. Which would be interesting. Did you, where, where did you see this? Well, see that. Was that confirmed? Farpoint 2? No, no, no. This is pure speculation. Oh, this is speculation. Okay, because yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say so I must have missed something there. I really hope so. Yeah. Like, I don't that hope they're going to try to port over Larsenauts to the place of VR2. They should really leave that game alone. No. It's so bad. Yeah, no. It's so bad, uh, my days. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting to see uh, that they're like throwing something out. I think Sony has to because they like we know that they delayed or postponed their their launch, or at least that, that's what the rumors are. Um, and, and they kind of have to throw out some uh, stuff here and there to keep people interested uh, for it i i think this year there's still like one big show coming from them where they're gonna show some stuff so maybe we get more playstation details we still don't know the price we don't know what's gonna be in the box uh, in terms of like software and stuff like that so yeah there are still some questions to uh be held. I'm, I'm gonna predict something here i also think that because microsoft is doing its own thing and it's generally been i'll call it anti-vr um, for its own platform mm -hmm. because they own uh, Mojang and the whole Microsoft IP I bet we won't see in the first 20 titles Microsoft uh, Microsoft's you know um, Minecraft VR Minecraft. for PlayStation I don't think that's a possibility but the one that you said that excites me may maybe the most uh, and mistheads will appreciate this is from Cyan World's um, Firmament Firmament would make right. an would make excellent use of that hardware because it's um, so well endowed. And I think that I would love to see what Cyan could do with that hardware. Did you mention um, Lo-Fi in there as well? Because that's coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned, so I'll, I'll read it one more time. So No Man's Sky, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners 2, Firmament, Elvo, uh, a Code Sing game, Among Us VR, End Dreams game, um, Oh, wait, uh, and did you already mention which one that was, Nate? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, right. Uh, First Contact Entertainment is making a game, Runner, uh, and Lo-Fi. Cloudhead is also working on a AAA thing, right? Yeah. What's, yeah. But what's we don't know if that's... These uh, the ones that were like, yeah. kind of like confirmed. What's Runner? Um, what's Runner? I don't recognize that. I, I mean, I've, I've only seen like parts of it, but it's kind of like this more like... It, it, it looks a bit more artistic, like... Um, not as like realistically looking as some of the other titles, but it's like something more of like a maybe like a, like a like a, a, something that feels a bit more indie. Okay. Uh, something a bit more different as well. Uh, original concept, uh, uh, a little bit to break with the with the concept. I would I be surprised if they don't launch. Counter to my other point, I would be really surprised if they don't launch with something featuring Astrobot, because. It, I don't know. I just see it. It seems like so, an obvious move. It's kind of like their equivalent of a Mario IP. Now, now the interesting question is: so we got to see gameplay of Resident Evil Eight. Now, is that hybrid? Uh, is that a hybrid mode like we spoke about before, or question, right? is that is that just a VR port? Mm. Like, what is it now? Like, is this if they, let's say if no. this is the hybrid stuff they go for? 
then That'd it's quite decent. Then it's great. Then it's quite wait, wait, decent. So, wait, but we don't know. You mean you mean okay? I own the game today. You patch it so it can well, support VR. That's what you mean by hybrid, Sony. Right? Yes, Sony wanted to. They 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 said they wanted to have an easy way where you can turn a game into VR and give the tools to developers to implement that. Well, this seems like a lot of effort to make that happen. I expected something less advanced if I look at Resident Evil 8, for example. Hmm. So the question is, is that going to be, is that hybrid, what we just looked at, or is that, well, a port? Because those things are different. But how in the world, I understand that statement, but how in the world do you make, (laughs) I mean, for developers in chat, please react to this, but like, how do you make VR conversion easy? That's on base principles vorpex. just 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 vorpex, kick yeah. the vr little slider <laughs> right like what that's not you can't right because it has to be engineered from the ground up it has to be because it it's just that's what i think but i mean we'll see i don't know like it, like i i comes up with i think resident evil 8 when they were starting to work on it we, they already had vr in mind in that sense that's what I think because it's yeah. kind of started in the same cycle when the PSVR two, uh, you know, uh, undoubtedly, got its own blueprint, undoubtedly. But but, um, but I think your but, point uh, there. Is... But I know what you mean. But it's it's just I'm I'm interested to see like have we seen hybrid VR content already or not? If they they don't like they what don't people say. That. So the problem here is we need Sony to put a label on maybe a, a little disclaimer saying like okay this is our library of hybrid content. Does yeah. Resident Evil 8 belong to that? We don't know yet, but it's yeah, it's just quite, you know, uh, intriguing to think yeah. about that if that's a part of it We're or not. Also, wait and see. one it's last detail. If you look at the Horizon trailer, you can actually see the head haptics work on screen because if you look at the footage, it's actually trembling a little bit. Yeah. So you can uh, see where it reacts to the thing. So just look at the trailer and you'll you'll see it kind of um, yeah. but, the trailer of which game? Uh, you're saying Resident Horizon. Oh, Horizon. Sorry, Horizon. Oh, Horizon. Yeah. Because um, right. what I was what I was trying to say there, Nathy, is um, if they were made, if they were able to make kind of like an API or a toolkit that did make it easy, I could imagine on the flip side, it would just make it di- like they would have to. It would make what? it unique how you would develop for PSVR two or for the PS five in such a way that you would have to divert resources away from other platforms and then it yeah. becomes a decision it would yeah so yeah and no, if they if they if they didn't make a way that this isn't a giant pain in the ass from a developer's perspective then that is so cool because that would yeah, like yeah. if it's if it's basically okay you flick the vr switch and you're able you know you're able to kind of vrify your already flat game then you need to fulfill these other 20 requirements and then you've got yeah. a, what feels like a fully fledged VR game with the control integration and all of that, then that would be astounding. Um, I, I would be very surprised if they well, managed if you look, it. But, it, but if you look at the mo, mo, like the, the the guys who do the mods nowadays, yeah. they also seem to get kind of you know better compared to four packs. So we're we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, like that would be a powerful tool for sure. Uh, what what, what sell, if, for uh, example, I mean, you and I both been playing with Mid Journey, right? Doing the AI thing. What if? an intermediary AI could transmutate and take take that guesswork out of it. Don't code for VR. I'm going to take your flat game and translate it for you. This is coming. Well, I'm telling know. you guys, this type of tech yeah, is no, coming. Like, yeah, there, there is and, and tech the that can is, build games. That's what you're saying. I'm saying tech but, can but build the, games. The thing is, that, yeah. that will work for specific scenarios. But 
like yeah, <laughs> I, I'll believe it when I see it. Boom! His mind is like th flying through the universe right now. No, it's but uh, we'll see. see. Time it. will tell. But there will definitely be more PlayStation news coming. You're, you're, we're we're gonna move from enough speculation. Wait, 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 wait. We're, we're going to move from uh, like procedurally generated game content to procedurally generated games. Like you're gonna be able to say, right? Think about the whole like AI integration. You'll be able to say. Give me Resident Evil, uh, but with Princess Peach uh, as the main character, right? Of course. Yeah, and then yeah. it'll just generate but, but, that game for you and you'll be able to play it. But, but that's <laughs> not the hard part. That's the easy part. It's everything that comes before that that is hard. Oh, because what, what really? you're describing is just, it's, it's, it's reinforcement learning and you use a, a general adversarial model, a GAD model where you, you, you generate and you have something that is going against that and you try to train that. And that, that's the easy part, but the, the, the problem is to make something, and I know there's, there's already AI that can write books and I mean, AI writes articles and AI writes movie descriptions. Scripts. It can even make movie scenes. Uh, like it, it, it goes very, very far, but at the same time, um, there's so much more that goes into the development of a game, I think, that we're not at that point yet. I mean, we will in the future, of course, like just like with movies and like stories and all that kind of stuff, mm. we'll eventually all become obsolete. Uh, even this podcast, you know, you don't have to, you just have four far better looking dudes being you know, generated on the screen and <laughs> they'll talk about far more interesting stuff than we do. Isn't uh, that the but, upload podcast? Uh, you know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're generated. I didn't know. Yeah, okay. they're, generated. they're generated. So, so anyway, we could just type in uh, Halo Recruit, but good game. <laughs> and let's go and talk about right. sure. some real releases. Yeah. Uh, which this week, I believe, uh, Nathy has procured. Yeah, so the first uh, generated game uh, is uh, Shrek uh, in Halo Recruit. <laughs> um, it's going to be amazing. Shrek in Halo no, Recruit. Uh, yeah, that's just something I just made up. Uh, would be amazing. No, anyways, uh, so so kicking things off, we have Mother Gunship Forge. Uh, this is launched last week on the Quest and the Steam. Um, its price is twenty dollars, twenty euros. Now this title is a, I would say, uh, a VR wave shooter with a touch of roguelite, where you have to craft powerful handheld weapons and survive as long as you can. Um, this game is uh, amazing uh, when you are brave enough to use your room skill uh, environment uh, because you can dodge, you can limbo even like Neo in the Matrix. If, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not too old for that uh, yet, then you just snap in half. Um, so, so while doing, uh, while, while you're playing the game, you unlock a, a wild array of gun parts and upgrades that you can put together to craft chain guns, real guns, and even pizza launchers. Yeah. The pizza thing is back. I know pizza. So yeah. Yeah. Temple of pizza. So, um, yeah, so that's modern gunship. I don't know uh, if you guys are interested I, in this. I'm uh, terribly interested in this because tower of already oh, tower of guns, uh, which is an old indie game. Uh, by a guy called Blank Slate Joe and his wife. They came up with the Hug Bots, which you actually see in this trailer. Uh, I played that. I've known him. Actually, he's one of those VR devs I've known in the background for about 10 years and um, love their stuff. This kind of high-scale, procedurally generated environments where it's just bullet hell, but in, you know, in 3D. And now it's in proper 3D. It's VR. So um, I, I like jumped into this for like literally five, five minutes um, and, and saw the guns kind of building out on the hands and stuff. The thing I'm going to have to get through, because I played this, which was originally the sequel 
to Tower of Guns. Uh, Mother Gunship came out, I don't know, a year or two, year and a half ago. Um, and I didn't like it as much as the original, but I think VR gives it enough of a boost. If you can get past like all the like little story pop-ups and the annoying characters that they coded into that game, like the big, bad, badass environments should be a load of fun. But I haven't had the opportunity to play it yet. It is absolutely going to become uh, a part of, if not its own dedicated stream, because... Yeah, super excited for what what Joe and team have, have come out with now. Okay. Awesome. Nice. Okay, next up is Immerse Language Learning Reimagined. Best title ever, 10 out of 10. What the heck is this? Um, that sounds so, like a, a neural network as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, well, title-wise for sure. Um, so this launched this week on Quest, um, and the prize is free, but not really free. Oh, okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, about that later. Uh, stay tuned. So this is an educational experience that teaches you how to develop fluency in a new language by using VR. Hmm. So how does it work? Well, they, they throw you into interactive simulations that are being hosted by the developers themselves. Um, you, for example, get to, to go to an airport and restaurant where the devs act out certain roles to get you familiar with words in, in certain situations, huh. if that makes sense. Um, and uh, you can also hop into uh, word-themed mini-games if that's more your jam, so you don't always have to go for like the serious stuff. Um, and, and right now you can improve your Spanish and English, and there are more languages coming in 2023. So this is not like learning a new language, this is just upgrading the way you uh, you know pronounce certain things. Mm. Um, and I yeah, I said free, but not really free. There is a free uh, trial. Uh, that uh, in the end ends up in a subscription-based model. And I, I did try to find the price. I did see someone in the chat say it. I think it gaming was a, a gaming science teacher who said it was $45. A month. For a month. <laughs> but then you do, but then I, I, I think that's a lot of money. But then I hope that there there's someone in the game every day to practice with for that price. From the trailer, it looks like this is recorded content. It actually looks very similar to Engage in terms of how it operates. In other words... You record a class, you record a scenario, and, and and then you practice in that scenario. For those who've done, you know, like middle school language courses or something, and you have a day where the whole classroom, like, you've got to speak Spanish or you've got to speak German. Yeah. And then you go along to that and, you know, you're penalized if you talk in English. It feels like that. Like, okay, let's, let's practice. But if you're not learning the language and it's more about just pronunciation, it seems a little, uh, it's like we're just starting, you know, it's like you get it's a, the first it's very specific as well. Yeah. I'll have the prologue, forget yeah. the rest of the chapters of the book. I'll just, just take the beginning. <laughs> Give me the light. light yeah. Stuff. So that, that, yeah, but that, so that, that's on the quest, uh, right now. Uh, that, that's the thing that launched this week. So I was like, okay, Jeez. uh, wow. great. Yeah. That's what you have been waiting for. But I mean, uh, I do like the concept of this and I do think it has potential, but yeah, like subscription-based models in VR, I, I'm I'm not like super down for those uh, if you can't really prove your value uh, yet. Um, then we have Once Alliances. This is a fresh announced one. Uh, launches uh, June 30 and the price is unknown for now. Um, but as you may know, uh, there was already a Once game before yeah. this. Um, and in Once uh, Alliances, uh, well, you pretty much become Harry Potter in a way. Uh, it's like spellcaster uh, battles in VR. Um, you get to select a special class, equip spells, and then take the fight uh, to the streets in 3v3 competitive team-based matches. So they expanded onto like the amount of players that they had before because I think this was a 1v1. 
Uh, correct. So yeah, the original one I even believe is an is a go title. The original ones. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I, I think yeah, it also came to the quest in the yeah, end, but that it, might it be did, wrong. And I and even I think to the to like the Steam um, uh, store. I think yes. uh, since they were going on on different kind of things. So I played this actually quite a bit because I had back then an agreement uh, with the with the developers. Oh, you were like one of the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, I have one to say, ambassador. One ambassador. The thing about this game is that the, the uh, competitive scene in this back then was uh, was quite intense. Like, and the the leaderboards, like the top players, they were insanely good in this game because it's not just a, a way of like you know throwing your spells it's like the construction of your want like which kind of spells you put in your deck uh that like you know mm -hmm. gives you a specific like a combinations of spells that you can able to do but also the way that you cast your spells because you have like recharge times you have like specific kind of you, you back then it was only you could be on spe specific locations so yeah. you had to like you know teleport to certain locations to try and get behind your enemy to surprise them the, the the real skilled players there were like unbeatable in that game like it was insane how how and i i kind of appreciate that because like I, I i didn't see a lot um of like really um like games that require like that amount of skill in order to become better unlike for example like onward and, like you know those types of games but like doing that with like a, a magic title where you have everything from the spell design from the the, the the design of your wand all the way to the casting of the spell and the positioning of the player in the game yeah. uh in every separate environment because some of the environments would also uh, uh have certain attacks so if you would be able to get a certain player to step on a specific part and at a specific point during the the fight then that player would get extra damage uh it, it's it was very very well thought out uh, so i hope that with this um the second version or I, I think it's the second version at least is that they continue with that concept and really like you know just spice spruce it up a little bit uh make it like even more modern and like uh, i think that could be if you're into that kind of stuff like you know spell based competitive spell casting um then uh, it's 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 a brilliant title then i think yeah. okay i want i want well, more uh, from these kinds of like i want more of a game than than just that like i want that to be part of a game but i don't want that like well there is the hogwarts game coming if you are interested <laughs> but it's not vr I, I hogwarts legacy i wish i liked these kinds of games because they look like fun but even even stuff like you know iron lights which is a 1v1 battler um on i just had it in my mind what was the game that launched alongside wands um and was competitive i remember oculus had it on stage as well the unspoken, the unspoken right so it was it that was, had a story to it as well yeah and it, but it was it was meant to give you this feeling of power like this kind of like magic and, and feeling of power and i never felt that um the only i think the only yeah. place where i saw it uh done was waltz of the wizard um, wizard not waltz of the, that honestly that was very good waltz of the wizards was good even um the hand tracking only which uh potion brewing game that they had done i forget the name of it now uh that uh elixir, elixir was was also good um but there was a there was a what was the original um mmo before we had uh what was the that mmo the, zenith? What, VR? No, before zenith uh the the before zenith oh yeah i, I you know what I i'm talking about but it's like just yeah, not in my mind the... you had this like little tiny wand and you would just 
you would be grinding yeah. and grinding and grinding and you'd be playing with other players and there were MMO monsters and deer and stuff that you'd hunt and you'd you'd fire your wands and stuff at them. Orbis. Orbis, VR. thank you. Orbis VR. Orbis. That's a difficult right. name to remember. Um so like that's probably the only place where I really got attached to my wand in a VR game because you had the mechanic of learn the spell, how to draw it, and that's how you would cast it. So the better the better actual spellcaster you were, the better you were at combat. And so was how how did this work, Rowdy? Because wands is one of those ones that was like on my bench to do and has been about three, four times and I've just never managed to play it or stream it or whatever. So like, how did the actual spellcasting work? Is it like like an easel think, or how, how does that? It was kind of it was also kind of like similar to the unspoken terms of like you you don't really get to walk around but you move from spot to spot and then you get to attack. Yeah. So it it's way more strategic because of that. Yeah. I like I'm trying to remember how it was exactly with the casting, but I think it was with um because you did it with the Oculus Go controller back then. Did you so have to I like write certain things and then you would attack? No, I think that was a different game. Or were there like um, little buttons on the ones that you have to switch around and then attack. I, I, I've also I, played I it, but it's been like, like ages pads. ago. I'm, oh, the touchpad on the, the Oculus Go controller, that tiny little... I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was that, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because right. it could you also, also had to be, charge it in a way with. It could uh, also be the drawing, like because I played <laughs> quite a few of those, and I don't remember. I hated a lot of those. You it. know the way they they forced you to draw. Yeah. Like if you have to draw, and it's combat, it clashes right because it's like oh shoot I fecked it up and then you're frustrated and you can't compete very well. In Orbis, it wasn't such a big deal because it was PVE. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't this like time pressure. So anyway, I, I'm curious to see their next title. Um, is that? Yeah, I think that's a Polish studio. So looking forward to. Yeah. It. So the 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 next one, the upcoming title here is uh well upcoming. It's it's already out. Um, it's Shadowgate VR, uh, the Minds of Myth Rock, uh, launched this week on Steam, and the price is twenty five bucks, twenty twenty one euros. Uh, and I honestly am not enough of a geek. Or simply not old enough for this game to remember, because apparently Shadowgate um, VR is based on the first book in the Shadowgate saga. Yeah, I have no idea what that means, but okay, this goes way um, back. And then yeah, this goes even before. Yeah, me. so so the first the first ever title to be made because this is not the first game coming out about these books uh, um, was in 1987, and it launched on the Apple Macintosh. Yeah. Wow. And now it's time for a VR one. So, um, yeah, according to Steam, this is the granddad of first-person fantasy adventures. Uh, the Minds of Mythrock brings the hit adventure series to virtual reality and lets you step into the fantasy world of Kal Torlin. Uh, and, um, yeah, you get to immerse yourself in this exciting action adventure uh, made for PC VR. So, yeah, like, these kinds of things, like, I'm looking them up on Steam, and I, I, I think the visuals and the trailer looks awesome, but if you give me, like, this whole description, I have no idea yeah. what this is, and I'm, I'm less interested in it. I'm sorry. I mean, do it's, I care that this came out in 1987? That makes me only, like, question it more, <laughs> because it's so old. It, it's weird. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's from the same era that, like, Elite elite spawn from right elite dangerous um so if you were playing games in the 80s this is one that you might have stumbled across i didn't uh, i was an infant at that point but um it, you know i played this when it launched on quest about uh five six months ago if i'm remembering correctly it's really good uh it's like um 
almost like you're stepping from from fixed spot to fixed spot in a dungeon. And I think, you know, many people will have played those kinds of dungeon crawler games where you're like facing a certain direction, you shift left, you shift right, and then you step forward, yeah. you know, like that. Um, but it's not, you, you are uh, stepping from kind of spot to spot, if I remember correctly. Uh, and there's some kind of cool puzzles, interesting bad guys. I didn't know much like you, Nathie. I didn't know much about this when I got into it. I'm glad they brought it to PC. I'd be surprised if the visuals were like heavily upgraded. Um, and the game was worked really well on, on, on quest. So I think it's another one of those games that if you're into dare, I say mist, um, but lightweight mist, uh, it's, it, it's fun. It's a, it, you'll, you'll go at it. The puzzles aren't too difficult. It's a dungeon game. So it's pretty dark and dim in there. And some of the, some of the things are frustrating. Like I remember pulling a lever and getting shot with a, a fire arrow or something like that. And then having to repeat and right. find my way through the, the, the catacombs. Um, but y- it's logical, right? It's, it's logical puzzles. And then there are some bad guys and yeah, it's more a puzzle game than an adventure game, I would say. All right. Okay. Last but not least, um, talking about headsets, HP Refurb is now three ninety nine oh. in US dollars. Jing jing. Yes. That's so if bad. if someone still wants to buy PC headset nowadays, <laughs> then uh, here you go. Yeah, you definitely have options with that, right? Like the Reverb is. What did you think of the Reverb? And this is a G. This is a G two. By the way, this is like I didn't say what kind of Reverb it was, but it's the you know second gen. I love that. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, like the biggest weakness is just mixed reality tracking. Yeah, those controllers. If suck. they change, if they that's the only also that. But they if they change that, amazing stuff for sure. Like the visuals on it were like wow, it was like amazing. But again, like you just leave it on the shelf because of the tracking. Yeah, and the controllers. Like if it's your yeah. only headset, I think um, you maybe won't know any better in terms of the controllers because I remember the controllers feeling on par with like the Quest One controllers at launch when they weren't as smart. And you couldn't get them as close to the headset. That's what I remember those um, controllers. They're, they're kind of fat and they eat battery. But mm. um, the headset itself, uh, and forget the Microsoft software that you need for the Windows Mixed Reality because it's kind of RC and annoying to install on your PC. But the visuals that you get if you're not using the controllers are fantastic. Like as a racer or a simmer, the G2 is exactly where I would go. And when I saw the price drop, I was like, I should be, I should be putting money aside and buying this headset because, but I always, I always see a big price drop. That's a large price drop from 600 to 400. Um, I always wonder, okay, well, are they about to announce another headset now? Like that's a bit too big of yeah, a drop, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so they already did one revision of the, of the G2 as well. So I think, um, you know, I probably won't spring on it now, but it, yeah, again, if if you're into if you're into sim driving and you're annoyed at like the artifacts that come with the compression over Oculus Link, then this is a nice way to go, and you don't have to you know get in bed with Facebook. So yeah, so um, there you go. Those are the releases. Those were the releases. All right, thank you so much, Nathy, and I think wow. that we are right on the mark for finishing up uh, this show. I'll just quickly read out the show times, which I actually haven't written down, so I actually don't have really an idea of what they are. <laughs> but I'm guessing it's going to be roughly uh, 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 wait. It's it's 1 p.m. in Canada because you know half of the show is now in Canada. Uh, it's uh, 6 p.m. in the UK, yeah. 7 p.m. in Europe. Yeah. 
and it's noon somewhere in the US as well. Said so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so confident. I wow. Mean, I mean, it's somewhere around those times. Like we do that every other week. Uh, so we'll see all of you yeah. probably in two weeks time from now. Mike, Mike uh, will be back as well. Mike will be back as well. He's not so on holiday worry. anymore. You don't have to he go doesn't get eaten. disaster another time. <laughs> disaster. <laughs> And then uh, you can find the show as well on Spotify, on iTunes, and on SoundCloud. And I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today. And then we will see you all in the next episode. It was Mike's birthday, right? We should say happy birthday, Mike. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Mike. Bye. Bye.